Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, everybody. Tonight we're debating immigration, and we are starting right now with Brittany's opening statement. Thanks so much for being with us, Brittany. The floor is all yours. Okay. All right. So I did write something up. I don't normally like to read things because I'm a little blind, but I'm going to do it anyways. So before I give my opening, I just want to say I'm not normally on this side of the debate. In fact, this is my very first debate. So this will be a new one for me. Hoping Xander Hall will be kind enough not to use those crafty little voodoo debate bro tricks on me and have a good big discussion, which I think he will. But for those who don't already know me, I was once the left-wing host of Politically Provoked. Over the past year, that went from left-wing host to centrist host to now just host. Got into politics through Trump, hated him, thought he was the worst president to ever take office. I supported basically every left-wing policy you can think of. Open borders was one of those things. I've gone through a lot of the same views as most lefties have. And one of those has been the white guilt that we see everywhere. So I thought getting straight white men out of power would be a good thing. And white men have just been horrible for us. Then came the red pill and a guy named Little Timmy. Now, I'm hoping today Xander Hall might be able to unred pill me because I've been looking for somebody to do that. And as of yet, nobody has managed to get it done. So maybe you can be that guy. If you don't already know who Little Timmy is, he is a hypothetical character of what happens when white people become a minority. So basically, he is now the only white kid in a class of blacks, Latinos, and all the other groups we have living here. And every single minority group seems to have some sort of grievance against white people. And why shouldn't they, given our history, everything we are being pumped with, slavery, Jim Crow, CRT, all the horrible things white people have done, and all the anti-white rhetoric that's going through. And it's basically mainstream now. So it's not going to be good for little Timmy when he's the only white kid, and I don't think white people will be given the same protections as minority groups currently have. Because most of the sentiment you hear is, oh well, they have it coming. So if it's like that when we are still the majority, what's it going to be like when we are the minority? That kind of stuff really concerns me, and no one has been able to address those concerns or ease some of those fears. So again, maybe Xander Hall will be able to change that, as I'm open to hearing it. One thing we can say is white people becoming a minority is basically inevitable at this point. So for me, I want to slow down the process as much as possible, and closing the borders is a good first step. Now, personally, I don't care about a multiracial and multicultural society, as I don't have any of my own issues with anyone else, and I have no hate in my heart for anyone. I wish it wasn't like this, but this is the reality, and a multiracial society has not worked. Lefties love to paint this ideal world we wish we lived in, but that doesn't tend to align with reality. And when you point those things out, you are called a racist, a Nazi, or a bigot, instead of just pointing out uncomfortable truths. Perhaps I never took any issue with this because I wasn't able to see the damage it was actually causing until someone pointed it out in a way that made sense. Not to mention everything that happened with the summer riots, which was also a huge wake-up call that made it clear to me I just don't like the direction things are heading. So as I started to think about it more in conversations I've had with other lefties, that kind of future became a pretty easy thing for me to see happening. Why we have so many white liberals pushing this narrative is beyond me, and I wish more lefties would wake up to how dangerous some of the rhetoric is and the kind of damage it is causing. But I used to be one of those lefties. So until someone can unred pill me, those days are over, and it's time to close the borders. Xander Hall, you are up. 
Thank you very much for that opening, Brittany. And I want to let you know, folks, if it's your first time here at Modern Day Debate, we are a neutral platform hosting debates on science, religion, and politics. We hope you feel welcome no matter what walk of life you are from. Thrilled to have you here. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button for many juicy debates coming up. For example, does Islam require the domination of or I should say, does liberalism require the domination of Islam nations between Destiny and Daniel Hikachu coming up at our in-person conference this month? It's going to be juicy, and you don't want to miss it. So with that, we're going to jump into Xander's opening statement. Thanks so much for being with us. The floor is all yours. Yeah, I guess I don't really have much in the way of opening statements. When it comes to a situation like this, as Brittany said, um, the influx of, of obviously non-white people into this country and many other white countries is going to continue to happen uh, just naturally. This is the way that humanity has acted for a long time. We're going to integrate. We're going to um, intermarry, intermingle and whatnot. It's just something that's going to inevitably happen. Um, I think the main issue that I have with Brittany's entire argument is that the onus is on her to prove that this is a real problem that's actually happening. Um, the reason why I struggle to create an opening statement, I guess, is because there's not much that I feel like I have to argue from the get-go, right? Immigration is good. It's good for the economy. Seems that exposure to people of different races and ethnicities is good to prevent racism. Seems to help our society. You mentioned that uh, multiracial societies haven't worked. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware, but America is the most successful country on the planet and is quite multiracial. Um, yeah, that's really all there is to say. Um, we can we can go back and forth if you want. I wrote down some of your points, and I guess if you want to, we can go one by one. You got sure. it. We'll jump yeah, right into open conversation then. Did you want to address something in specific I said, or do you want me to? Yeah, sure. Do, okay. do you want to start with the uh, the little Timmy question? Sure. Yeah, so the funny thing about the little Timmy question or the little Timmy hypothetical is it's not even really a hypothetical. Stuff like that happens on both sides today. There are black students who are made fun of in majority white schools or whatever, and there are white students in majority black schools that get made fun of for being white. I, I don't know why you use this hypothetical or this little Timmy question as an example of how racial animus in this country could just suddenly flip sides and we could see a, an anti-white society. It just doesn't really seem like we're heading down that road. That kind of thing happens now. This seems like if you want to prevent a problem like this, the solution is exposure. People who are exposed to people of other races more often tend to be less racist. What you're advocating for, a, a shutdown in immigration, a slowing down of the uh, integration of different races and ethnicities into our society is only going to result in more racially based tribalism. It's only going to result in more of that racial am animosity. Things like Jim Crow and things like segregation only increased the amount of, uh, of tension between the races. It didn't make things better. Do you think there is no anti-white hate that goes on? Mm. Of course there is. Matter of fact, I've been debating a lot of these people. And funnily enough, you mentioned that it was mostly white liberals pushing this sort of anti-white mm. narrative. And I think we disagree on a, a lot on what this anti-white narrative may be. But one thing I do want to point out is that there are people that I call out that claim to be on the left who are absolutely anti-white. And I think also anti-black. I think if you are racist towards white people, if you are against the idea of um, races integrating, then you are just as much a danger to the rights and the liberty of white people as you are to black people. An example of this is HOTEPs. 
Hoteps are uh, radical black separatists who want an ethno state and will work with neo-Nazis to achieve it. Um, I think that type of behavior, that actual anti-white racism you see from that group, um, is not coming from white liberals at all. They hate liberals. They hate BLM. Uh, these contemporary left-wing movements that are advocating for racial justice have little to no connection to actual uh, substantial groups that push anti-white hate. Is there white guilt out there? Are there cringy people out there who behave in a certain way because they're white and give black people a pass on anything? Absolutely. And I think on a case-by-case -case basis, it's worth working against those people. But to just put up a shield and say, no, we got to stop immigration. We got to cut down on it. We got to stop this white replacement thing, which we can get into more in a minute, because I don't even agree with the, the theory there. Um, I don't know. It, it just seems like you're going about solving this potential problem in the exact wrong way. How is it the wrong way? I mean, again, because it's literally mainstream right now for you to be uh, anti-white. It's okay. Like you see Can it you everywhere. Give me an example of mainstream anti-whiteness. Wasn't that like in like the uh, in the Coca-Cola meetings or something they were talking about? I would have to actually like look this up, but I remember there was an article about how they were um, they were talking about anti-white stuff. I have a bunch of quotes actually that I could pull up too if you want to that are very mainstream. Um, well, what did they say? I mean, you can criticize yeah, any individual case that like, I'm fine with that. The problem is that you're broadening this to be a massive well, issue at the left. It is. Like the, the entire idea behind at least what I advocate for is a rising tide raises all ships. We're not trying to take white people out of power and replace them with black people in power. We're not trying to, to take white people out of the country and replace them. I'm sure you've got plenty of examples of people oh. on the left being either, no, but uh, I mean uh, enabling anti-white racism or even per it's, perpetuating no, I mean, it why not well, call those me, instances just, out individually let me just show you a few a few, a few examples of like how mainstream it is and how okay it is so um you had let's see here we got from um the don lemon saying white men are a domestic terror threat anderson cooper uh whites becoming minority is an exciting transformation for our country van jones even the most liberal well-intentioned white person has a racist virus in his in his or her brain that can be activated at an instance. Uh, John Brennan, I am increasingly embarrassed to be a white male these wait, days. Wait, 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 I mean, wait, I can keep wait, going wait. on and on. Hold on, on. You okay. don't, you don't have to read me quotes. Well, I'm just telling you that it's this, like literally mainstream. Things. Hold on, this is literally mainstream to be anti-white. And if it's that way, when we are the majority, what is it going to be like when we're the minority? Don't you think that maybe the tendency for people to engage in rhetoric that maybe pokes fun at or is sometimes even hostile towards white people might be because our society has come to an understanding broadly that um, the amount of objective harm caused by jokes or comments at the expense of white people typically don't have that same outcome. I think that's right why now. you see a lot less. Hold on. Hold on. I think that's why you see a lot less pushback against that kind of thing. Is it OK? No, I don't know the context of every quote that you just listed to me, but if the context is as you said it was, then I don't like any of those people and I don't like what they said. And you can call those people out on their individual, like what they've said. But I don't think there's a trend in the left to be anti-white. I don't think it's it's nearly as big as you're making out to be. And trust me, listen, Brittany, mm -hmm. I get called no lip white boy by hoteps and literal anti-white racists every single day. <laughs> uh, hoteps are a radical group of um, usually black activists that 
typically call themselves black separatists. They're in favor of a black ethno state, and they're willing to work with neo-Nazis and white supremacists to achieve it. So maybe they, that's... They, they typically hate Jewish people and, and stuff like that. They're basically black Nazis. So basically, these are people that are also looking out for their own self-interest and realize that being around um, people that are going to hate them is not really working out for them either. I mean, I don't know if that's technically a um, horrible thing. I think maybe it's just kind of, you know, self-preservation on their own parts. And um, I mean, they—I don't know what hating the Jews and and claiming that. Uh, I don't know uh, what, about what's it. her name. What, what, uh, I'm trying to remember her name. Um, she was in the Holocaust. She was in the attic. She wrote the book Anne Frank. Yeah, yeah, Anne Frank. Um, they hate Anne Frank. Listen, all right, I'm tired, okay? Uh, they hate Anne Frank. They think she was a fake Jew and deserved to die in the Holocaust. I don't know what that has to do with self-preservation, but... Uh, well, yeah, I, mean I, I don't know about all that, but I have seen some of um, these, like, black nationalists who kind of push for a lot of the same things that some of the white nationalists will push for where they want to separate. And I don't know if that's such a bad thing. Why live with people that um, hate you? I mean, do you think white people hate black people? I think that Probably. there are a lot of problems that happen in this country due to a multiracial society that we can't um, address because we are, there's so much infighting. I was looking up actually for this debate. I was looking up what the 10 happiest countries are. You want to know what they are? Can I give them to you? I'm going to give them to you anyways. I'm All right. Sure they're like Scandinavian countries, right? I'm going to do it, Sander. <laughs> so number one, Switzerland. Number two, Iceland. Number three, Denmark, Norway, Canada, Finland, Netherlands, Sweden, New Zealand, Australia. Do you send a, send a theme there? Yeah, so most of them are social democracies with a lot of yeah, but maybe they are like that because they're also social countries that are able to address a lot of those issues. You know that? Do you know there's studies that show when you are scared, you become more conservative. When you are liberal, you're going to become um, yes. And people are afraid of the unknown, and what you're advocating for is to make brown people more unknown to white people, and vice versa. You're all you're at what you're advocating for. All that all the data and everything that we've collected having to do with exposure to other races has shown that contact with people who aren't the same race as you it just explicitly just massively decreases the likelihood of you being racist or holding racist ideas like what you're at, what you're advocating for right now will only make different races more afraid of other races because they're going to be more unknown or i mean i see like I get that at this point, there's nothing we could really technically do about this. Um, I'm not somebody who's saying, oh, let's go round up all the people that um, are different races or whatever and send them back. I'm not. I, I'm realistic. But I do think that we can kind of slow down the process of how fast this is happening, because what's happening and I'm noticing it big time. And again, maybe I know people don't believe me, but I really was left wing. I was very left wing and I had all these policies. I was for open borders. I didn't see any problems with this, but maybe it was the the riots that happened that kind of like freaked me out. And then um, hearing it in a way that really did resonate. But what do you think is going to happen when you are bringing in all these different people and you are teaching them how bad white people are and all the bad things that white people are? And do you think that they're not going to end up hating white people? What what uh what are they teaching in school that you think is making people hate white so, people? So so I was actually I so every time I talk about critical race theory, I'm getting different definitions. I feel like maybe that's somewhat to do with the fact we live in a country where every state kind of teaches things differently, so you don't really know exactly what 
each state is doing. But I did look up, okay, what critical race theory, and here's what it is. So critical race theory is an intellectual movement and a framework of legal analysis according to which race is a culturally invented category used to oppress people of color and the law and legal institutions of the United States are inherently racist insofar they function to create and maintain social, political, and economic inequalities between white people and non-whites. And then, hold on, um, why is critical race theory important? Critical race theory is important because it potentially provides a more realistic understanding of white racism in the U.S. as not merely a set of negative attitudes toward other racial groups, but also a body of law and legal practices whose real-world effect is the oppression of people of color, especially African Americans. These things being taught, like, I'm sorry, but these things being taught in our schools, showing how bad white people are and all these horrible things that white people are doing. and They're all not the teaching this in schools. The, thing, the things that are getting taught in schools, the things that these Republican politicians are trying to clamp down on and ban in our schools are things like reading about Ruby Bridges and MLK. That's legitimately what they're trying to ban. They don't want they don't want um, slavery to be taught. They don't want Jim Crow or segregation to be taught. What you're advocating for, what you're saying right now, and I, I know you won't say it, but it's what you mean. You, you believe that teaching students the actual history of this country, a history that unfortunately does involve white people doing a lot of really bad horrible racist shit i'm sorry but that's just the history of our country and that's mm. the history of a lot of countries out there if teaching the truth results in having this outcome then we need to engage in different types of rhetoric to help combat whatever white guilt or anti-white sentiment that you may think is becoming a huge problem and there is people out there that are like that and like i said argue against them individually but what you're arguing right now at least it seems to me is that teaching kids the reality of what this country has has been and what mm -hmm. has happened is going to result in people becoming more anti-white and thus we need to either not teach that or just keep non-white people out of the country or find some way to slow down the influx of non-white people into the country because God knows what happens if they learn that uh, white people did slavery. You know, they might, yeah. they might go out there and this reminds me like, I'm sorry, and I don't mean to be like condescending or mean or anything, but this reminds me, I was in fourth grade and uh, I was like, I think I was nine years old. It was 2008. Um, and Obama had just gotten elected. It was the day after the election. You know, Obama that morning had been announced like, yep, Obama's new president. And uh, we were on the playground, fourth grade. And there's this girl that I went to school with named Eden sitting on a uh, bench on the playground crying. And I walk up to her and I ask her, why are you crying? And she says she's scared that Obama is going to bring back slavery, but for white people. And it's going to force white people to become slaves as payback for like slavery. And she just she was crying her eyes out. She fully believed this. And this is what this reminds me of. That thought process is what this reminds me of. Do you believe that like the minority groups in this country are going to try to take revenge on white people? Wait, I'm sorry. Can you say the last part again? You said that um, a white person was worried that Obama. Wait, I'm sorry. When I, when I was in fourth grade, uh -huh. one of my classmates, the day after Obama got elected, I right. went to school. And it was, on, I think it was on a Wednesday. We don't have to do to the, the whole setup. Just yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I just told you the story. One of my classmates, she was white, sitting on the, on the bench at recess crying because she thought that as payback for slavery, mm -hmm. Obama was going to bring back slavery for white people and enslave white people. Okay. And it just, it seems like, and I'm not saying what you're, that what you're claiming is on the same level of ridiculousness as that, though it's close, but 
I think I feel the like you're gaslighting me similar. a little bit right now, Xandro. Like, I really do, because I feel like, I mean, I've been seeing this happen a lot more. And I see the anti-white hatred that keeps rising and the fact that, again, it's so mainstream and it's okay, and we are still the majority. So I think that when you take into account the fact we are going to become a minority, and if you look at other countries where this has happened, okay. yes, okay, I know that, like, South Africa and Rhodesia and all this stuff is uh, pointed to, and they were technically white people were always the minority, but black people did have a grievance against white people there, and the second that they were able to take any kind of control, they they did and like they it wasn't good for white people and think about the grievances that the black that black people here are going to have are far greater than you're going to have over in those countries where they weren't slaves or anything do you um, think do you think the the socio-political position of black people in this country is comparable to that of south africa i think that that black people have a fucking grievance like okay when you talk about okay say you want to go for um people who have been oppressed with like you know you got the holocaust jews and stuff jews have like actually come out of that and they are um you know they've done very well for themselves so the grievances that they could possibly have are going to be um not quite the same whereas black people never really have been able to get out of um what has happened it's gone from generation to generation to generation and they have been stuck in this um and so that's carried on for sure but mm -hmm. one thing like i also think of with slave what do you think um, like child abuse and stuff was like back during uh, the time of slavery? Do you think that it was okay for parents to, you know, like use a belt or to um, beat their child? I mean, that was kind of somewhat the norm, wasn't it? Um, discipline, as God far as discipline? Knows, God knows my mom whipped out the belt if I so much as 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 talked back. Okay. Right. Trust me. I, 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 I uh, had plenty a, uh, a, a beating as a child, so I can confirm that still happens today. Um, right, so I don't know but if that analogy will work for me. It's a bit more frowned upon. Like you can't be using, you know, a belt to like a, you can get um, arrested if you do something like that. If you use an actual tool mm -hmm. to um, discipline your child. Okay. Right? Yeah, sure. Wait, I want to ask you a question. I, I don't know if this is related to where we're going, but I guess this is just like the fundamental question I have for you. Okay. So right now in the world, in America right now, there are majority black schools where a few white kids go there and exactly the little Timmy question happens to them. And that type of behavior comes from, at least so it seems, uh, sociologists seem to agree, seems to come from the segregation of our society on an economic level. Um, black people in this country are typically relegated to poorer neighborhoods that are typically majority non-white. And so when you have like one or two white kids that go that are zoned to a school in a black neighborhood, mm -hmm. then there's only going to be a couple of white kids and then like a bunch of black kids. Right. And mm -hmm. when you when you feel that different, when you when you stick out that much, you may be the target of bullying. And that's a thing that happens now. So with what I said before, we know that exposure decreases people's uh, racism. Basically, when you're exposed to people of a different race, you tend to be less racist. Wouldn't the solution or the policy you should be advocating for shouldn't it be one of um restoration or sorry um 
a revolution of our systems, a uh, either fixing or completely tearing down and recreating of the systems in this country that result in that disparity and that economic segregation so that we have a more integrated society where like your neighbor across the street is Asian, the guy down the streets uh, from Mexico, the guy uh, up the streets from Puerto Rico, your ne yet next door neighbor is black. Don't you think that when no. neighborhoods are far more multicultural, no. don't you think you're going to have less bullying? No, this type I of think, thing? no, I think there's going to be a lot more infighting. Um, and I think Why? I've seen, I, because I think that that's just like human nature that you're going to have those kind of, you're going to be wanting self-preservation. You are going to have infighting. And this is exactly what we're seeing in America in general. We no, are unable to no, address this just so isn't many, borne out in the data. This just it, isn't no, borne but out it's in the data. Literally, are you kidding me? There's so many problems we cannot address because we are constantly infighting over stupid shit. Like the poor people, poor people have poor less blood, racial black, tension and racism Sander, when they live together. All right, Sander, one sec. Just to um, be sure let that we hear each of you. Otherwise, we'll have to break it into so, two-minute segments. <laughs> yeah, Xander. Okay, so um, so yeah, no, we have um, as far as like uh, black and white people, poor people, they probably have a lot uh, economic um in common, a lot of economic issues in common, and yet they are completely on the opposite ends. A lot of um, white people in general are willing. Is there any policy actually that you would be willing to sacrifice economic gains um to achieve? Think about it. A policy that would sacrifice yeah. economic gains to achieve. Yeah. I, I honestly, like I said before, the policies I advocate for are ones that are that are like a rising tide that raises raises all ships, right? Like uh, one of the biggest examples that I brought up just on stream recently is um, a way that black people are kept down, and a policy that would help both black people and white people and people of every race is um, the current federal criminalization of marijuana means that states where dispensaries are allowed to exist and you can sell marijuana legally, um, unfortunately, as long as it's federally legal, banks will not loan to people who need a loan to start a business, which means that the marijuana industry, marijuana being a drug that black people in this country have been disproportionately policed and arrested and incarcerated for, despite not using it more than white people for a very long time, um, you would think that like in these states where you have dispensaries and weed being legal that like the black community in these in these areas could possibly see some level of uh, recovery because of that but unfortunately due to its federal criminalization you can't get loans you have to have the capital at your expenditure already to be able to start a dispensary and you can only operate in cash and there's just a lot of roadblocks in the way just federally legalizing weed and making it so that like anybody could go get a loan to start a, a dispensary like they could any other business it is just that would literally help everybody and black people. These are the types of policies that I advocate for. None of the policies you're going to see me pushing for are going to be about taking white people out of power and putting black people in their place. That's not what anybody anybody I, who's I, sane I on the left so. is advocating for. No, I wouldn't think I wouldn't think that would be anything that you would advocate for, of course. Um, but I'm just saying, like, I'm sure there are policies. I mean, I don't know technically that was one of them, but I know there are policies that people would be willing to sacrifice some economic gains to achieve. Um, a lot of people are willing to do that when it comes you know to immigration yeah i guess you could say that in the short term um, immigration is an economic gain for the country but some people are also going to be pushing the fact that we don't want to become a minority in our own country when people tell you oh, okay well um why don't you just go move to one of these like white countries or whatever it's kind of i mean isn't that like exactly the point we're being run out of our own country jesus can you hear the dryer is it loud 
the way yeah I, I can hear it a little bit but it's not okay, too, I, I, I it's might want to like, go, like turn it off because hold on a second maybe not all right sorry uh, all right yeah you, you said we are being run out of our own country nobody's being run out this is actually i think now's a good time to tackle this the idea of replacement now the term replacement necessarily has to be referring to generational generationally on a generational I level People of a of a different, I guess, demographic are being born at a at a faster rate mm -hmm. than people of a of a certain demographic are dying out. That's what replacement okay. rate is. But I don't I don't care about the replacement thing. That's not that's but, not my issue. My issue is so, more about becoming a minority in in the country in our country. That's yeah. My but that's not even going to happen in your lifetime. And if you want to prevent the problems that, that you think. No, we're not. White people are not going to be a minority no, white people in our lifetime. Be a minority, like what in twenty fifty. No, I don't think that math lines up perfectly. Yeah. Something so there's a lot the so the birth rates of millennials in this country and um of zoomers well we zoomers aren't exactly birthing age yet but if the birth rates of millennials continue uh with the same track for zoomers for generation mm -hmm. Z then yes you can make that argument but right now the I, at least when i've read about it the low millennial just broadly the low millennial birth rate has more to do with um economic issues I'm sorry. and just I, I gotta turn this off. hold on one second i'm so sorry okay in the meantime I mean, we, want to let you know folks we are absolutely thrilled in less than 10 days or so modern day debates first ever in-person conference debate con is going to be huge in fact xander himself is going to be there among many others for example at the bottom right of your screen you can see there destiny and infrared are going to debate biden on trial that's going to be a juicy one and so that is linked in the description box so you can get in-person tickets for that event in dallas and the crowdfund is in the description box as well that way you can watch all the debates live as some of the debates will be live to the public and some of them you have to be either a patreon supporter or throw into the crowdfund for so with that we'll jump back into open conversation okay i'm so sorry about that no worries <laughs> like ADD. So, all right so what, so, do you mean, what do you mean when you say we're be, that white people are being run out of out of america i'm saying that's one of those one of the arguments that you hear when we talk about these things is okay we'll go move to one of those white countries which there are not very many left um and every single one is kind of um experiencing like mass migration that's happening into their countries and there's no real place for white people to go anymore there really isn't um Wait, 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 wait. What do you mean no place for white because people? Are white people trying to escape the brown people? <laughs> for people who might not want to become a minority, people who might not want to experience any kind of racial revenge that could possibly emerge, um, where do they go if that was to happen? Where are they supposed to go? Why don't we just not encourage let's racism and fight revenge. against it? <laughs> well, yeah, let's not have racial revenge. I would like that. I would very much like that. I, I don't think we're heading in the direction of a race war right now. It just, it doesn't seem like that's the way that we're going. BLM is, is, is like an example of this. Granted, like general support for it has gone down <laughs> since Biden got elected. But oh. like BLM had massive amounts of support among both black, white, Hispanic, so on Americans. Like it seems like we're seeing a, a massive <laughs> increase in, in multiracial right 
cooperation to fight for rights. It doesn't seem like we're having this like, like, do you think like that one, it's like that one image where it's like MLK's ghost in the sky and the two white guys picking cotton and the black guy with the belt whipping them while they're picking the cotton. Like, I, I just don't think that's the future we're heading towards. I, okay. You haven't thought like, obviously like I've gone down these rabbit holes since this whole red pill. I don't think you probably have I've seen a lot of some scary freaking shit. Some of it where you'll see um, groups of black people, uh, like scattered out telling them to go get every white person you see. I've seen a lot of this anti-white stuff where they are just like literally beating people up for being white. Um, this stuff is kind of scary. Again, we are still in the majority and this is happening. Like what the fuck is going to happen when we are the minority? Okay. Tell me something to ease my fears and I would love to not have these fucking fears. Like I would absolutely love it. So please, please tell if me something. If white people are meant to be a minority by 2050, I mm -hmm. hope I for one, let, let's say that does happen. Okay. What line of events do you think has to occur for us to reach the point that you're afraid of? Let's let's work through it's that. It's already first. happening, Xander. It's already it's not happening. already happening. Yes, it is. It's not. You're being sheltered from it because it is happening. I'm not sheltered from it at all. Mike, listen. Well. Brittany, you, you do know that Andrew. my most popular video on my entire channel is about how I was alt-right once. You know, I know all these talking points. I've seen all the data. I've, I've heard all the arguments from the alt-right when it comes to, like, the danger of white people being replaced and becoming a minority. I've heard all of these arguments. I'm very, very aware of the reasoning. It just doesn't hold up to scrutiny. It's just not a realistic outcome that's going to happen. If you want to prevent this future, uh, engaging in tribalism is only going to make the problem worse. What you're advocating for is the very same racial uh, uh, racial separation that will only cause the problem to get worse. Like you said, humans are naturally fear afraid of the unknown. Mm -hmm. We need to make people of other races not the unknown. We don't want white people to be the unknown for black people or, or Hispanic people or whatever. And we don't want it to be the other way around either. That's only if you that future that you want mm -hmm. is more likely with the policy that you're advocating for. See, that would be all fine and dandy. And this is, again, what I talk about when lefties talk about this ideal world we wish we lived in that just doesn't actually exist. But the fact we are constantly teaching so much of this anti-white stuff and all the bad things that white people, I'm still talking, I know you're about to do it, <laughs> don't do it. Um, all the bad things that white people have done, it, what do you think is going to do? It's literally going to cause people to hate. I mean, white people hate white people. That's how much this propaganda is freaking working. I was one of those white people that hated white people. So what the fuck? <laughs> I love white people. Um, <laughs> I, I don't. I saw it now. Excuse me. I saw your Omegle. I have. Um... That guy was a Nazi. Was screaming the N word. I was screaming. I was screaming over him yelling the N word. Okay. Really... Um, no, but I guess you're you're doing the thing. Like you think that minorities want to take revenge on white people. I do. I think. Yeah, I do. I think that is something. I'm not every single one, obviously, but I do think there is this um, anti-white hatred that's going on and i worry about what happens when um white people do not have the kind of um power that they are able to hold on to right now to uh stop it because they are not doing a great job even with them being the majority so obama was black and he was president was why it? didn't no. why <laughs> it's news to me Go so <laughs> we we had a black president why didn't we yeah. see any of that from from him you know White, like you would think that if there was okay, a black, if we on. had a black president elected, like, I mean, we saw hate crimes from white nationalists and white supremacists mm -hmm. go up under 
Trump, sure. you'd think under Obama, you would see like anti-white hate crimes and, and, and like black separatists and, or sorry, not black separatists, but like anti-white uh, hate well, crimes. You thought you would think they'd go up. Hell, even Biden being in office, you'd think mm -hmm. you'd be seeing left-wing anti-white hate crimes go up, right? You know that Obama was like the first social media president, right? I mean, I, you might be too young to know that, so. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, Twitter was like, when did Twitter come out? It's like 2006? Like, well, 2008 is like kind of the when uh, social media started to skyrocket in general. I mean, yeah, there was stuff here and there, but it was like MySpace, you know, way before your time. Though, okay, but what's this, have to, what's this have to do with? I'm saying that do you think don't you think that social media also plays a huge role in some of the stuff that we are dealing with in some of the um you so, know social media makes it easier for a president to radicalize their base that's how Trump stoked his his fans into doing the capital riot with social media that, that that only helps my argument the idea that Donald Trump or sorry that Obama <laughs> or Biden could reach their left-wing anti-white Obama used social audience? media Trump did come on I mean, he could have, but he, he didn't, didn't it doesn't see, because we don't because the left doesn't want to start a race war is why Obama didn't want to start a race war. Obama was somebody who literally he wanted to. He was one of those. I think I even saw an interview where he was saying I wasn't you know, he was worried about not being black enough for black people, not being white enough for white people. And he was in that like center where he um, was trying to please both sides and walk that walk that line in a way in this country. I feel like that is like the best line you can actually walk because um I, I, I'm a big Obama fan. Sorry to people that um, <laughs> that's probably going to piss a lot of people on both sides off, but I'm a big Obama fan. Um, I think he was a really good president. I think he did a really good job, but he was the first social media president and that um, there were a lot of problems that arise because of social media that we don't ever think about because, uh, you know, somebody like you who literally grew up in the social media age, what that was your world. But for a lot of other people, we had to adjust to this entirely new world where information was coming at you so much faster. Yeah, hate groups are rising. People were able to like get into conspiracies a lot easier. There were um, people who were going with like-minded uh, views and uh, you're getting information before you can actually have any facts. And um, there was a reactionary kind of environment going on. And I think Obama took a lot of heat for some of the things that were actually caused by social media. But I don't think that... Um, but I think that like for our country in general, and if you look at the way our social media is going now, we're not even able to like right wingers are literally purged off of every freaking platform you can have. Like every single one. They're they're not allowed to didn't, have even a space online anymore. <laughs> didn't Twitter come out and say that they specifically have to be more lenient when uh, enforcing the rules of their TOS on conservatives? Because if they weren't, then there'd be when virtually was that? no uh, it was a few years or two years ago, I think, maybe a year ago, they came out and they said they had to be more easy on conservative politicians and public figures when it came to um, like upholding their TOS, because if they enacted their TOS as they would anybody else, basically every conservative politician would be banned on off of Twitter. So they have to like kind of play it easy there. They've admitted they had to do that. You they should, gave Trump so many cases, CEO. so many chances. You should meet the new CEO. I literally got banned off of Twitter for following somebody like on the right that I, I'm not even kidding that I didn't break any TOS. Somebody I was following had a uh, Twitter space and everybody that was in that Twitter space got banned, suspended completely. No warning, no nothing, just banned. Um, what was the Twitter space about? It was, well, it was a, um, it was a Fuentes Twitter space that he had and everybody in that, but no, what is, who cares? Like, why should the people that are just listening in a Twitter space or following somebody get banned? What, in what world is that okay? Um, I mean, 
I, I, Twitter makes the rules, I guess. Don't get me wrong. These platforms practically are not very good at upholding their TOS. And you've probably seen me complain about that plenty on Twitter. But I mean, I, I, I don't. Nick Fuentes is a is a public figure who's a neo-Nazi and is banned off of Twitter. It's not exactly surprising that people hanging out in like a fan club group. Do you disagree with that? Do you think Nick Fuentes isn't a Nazi? No, I don't think he's a Nazi. I don't think he's a Nazi. Um, I think he has maybe some controversial views, but I don't think he's a Nazi. And I think like we throw that term around quite loosely. Um, but I don't even think like Nazis are even actually a real thing anymore. So, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I just think that the way we're not even able to live in the same internet spaces where you're not even going to have any kind of like human contact with somebody, you're not going to be able, I mean, it would be literally the safest place to be somewhere. And we can't even be in these same internet spaces. So yeah, we're supposed to be able to be in the same country. I don't know. What percentage of the left do you think is anti-white? Uh, I I don't know, Xander. I don't know, but I'm sure there's quite a bit. Okay. I think it's not. I don't know if they even recognize that they are anti-white. I think that they have a, like this anti-white guilt. I literally had it myself, and I took. A, I went through like the worst cognitive dissonance going through this whole red pill process. So I know what it feels like where I was going through this and I felt like some of the thoughts I was having were um, fucking with me a bit and I didn't want to have those thoughts because I know that this is where my black pill came in too because there was a lot of problems I was recognizing that there were no solutions to and that freaked me out as well and um yeah so I've been a little bit more red to black pilled if anything but I think that the fact the propaganda is so strong that so many white people are so anti-white is not a good sign <laughs> I, I I I hate to say it, but I think you've you've red pilled yourself into supporting anti whiteness. Wait, what? I I I I, I, I know it, it sounds strange, but Let's like the the groups you've said that you agree with here are are explicitly like, for example, the Hotep say group of people that uh, you said are just looking out. You, you said they were they, black separatists, black nationalists, etc. They're they're part of that that umbrella. Um, those are the groups that I see who at least claim to be on the left that are that put out the most virulent anti-white, like uh, anti-white racism right. and anti-white hatred. And and uh, they're allying with the types like America First, Nick Fuentes, the Proud Boys, all of that. And they're very anti-white. The only reason these groups are, are coming together is because they both want segregation and your virtue signaling support for this type of initiative. And it's ironic because these are the types of people where I'm seeing all the, like every bit of anti-white rhetoric I see from the left mm -hmm. are people enabling and supporting these like black separatists, black nationalists or, or a uh, hotep types. And you're signaling support for those people who are, who are the types I've heard the most anti-white racism from on the left. But I, I almost would rather them be honest about it, if anything. And, you know, like, no, okay, we don't want, they don't, not me, sorry, excuse me, but they don't want to live amongst white people. And for white people, they shouldn't have to live amongst people that they don't like either. If I feel like that choice should be allowed in this country and it doesn't seem like it is, it's, we are had this like forced integration that's happening. And um, why, what, again, if we're having all of this propaganda that's being pushed, what results do you think that's going to uh, cause if 
that's the case. You're pushing people to be around people that they don't like or that they have been like trained to not like and telling them, OK, now you have to be in a company with them. You have to be in a school with them. You have to be in this uh, community with them and um, deal with it. What do you think that's going to do? We got to see the we got to see if like anti-white hate crimes go up, I guess. It seems like the country is just getting more and more um, progressive uh, as it gets more because and more Because you're being diverse. sheltered. How am I? I'm, I'm not sheltered. I live in Palm Springs. It's like for like it's like a, a an hour drive from the, the border to Mexico. You know, like <laughs> you'd you'd think that there'd be you'd, you'd, like I I've I've gone to L.A. and shit. I've seen a good amount of stuff. Like I I don't know why the you're sheltered thing is an yeah. argument for me. I've I've used data to back up what I've said. The, the data from sociologists, criminologists, everything seems to demonstrate that exposure reduces the amount of racial animosity and racism in someone that somebody has. Right. And you're using, well, I, I have common sense, you're sheltered, that's my argument. I Do you understand where the disconnect is? Well, here? I think that it. what I mean by being sheltered is a lot of the people in these communities are, I, I would say, terminally online. I'm probably one of those as well. But you, when you have, like I said earlier, that all these right-wingers are being pushed off of the internet completely, it's a lot easier for left-wingers to get their messages out than it is for right-wingers. Like, left-wingers can kind of push whatever freaking message they want on any platform they want, whenever they want, wherever they want. Right-wingers are not able to do that. They are kicked off of everything. So they are not able to counter any of this stuff. They can't even talk about half true. of these things I because it's against TOS. I got false striked by YouTube twice in a row because I talked about vaccines. Any yeah, YouTuber, I, got, I got one of those anyone, too. Anyone who talks about COVID or anything yep. that's a controversial topic at all might get the strike on YouTube or Twitch or whatever. Because it's an out it's an algorithm and all these platforms care about is maximizing their revenue. And small creators that have no accountability talking about these topics is a threat for YouTube's bottom line. They aren't pushing an ideology. YouTube doesn't want to push an anti-white. You'd think YouTube would be banning every conservative right-wing creator on their platform and Twitch would be doing the same if that was their goal. They're not pushing for some anti-white, anti-American, anti-whatever narrative, okay? Like, do, I'm, I'm actually curious. This is a question that I have. What about whiteness? Is it a question you have or your chat has? I have it. Okay. What about whiteness to you is worth preserving? Why do you want to preserve whiteness? Okay. This is, see, this is not like my question because I don't really, it's not about it for me. Like I'm not somebody who is like, oh, I'm trying to like save the white race or anything like that. I really, I honestly do not care. It's That's not what this is for me. Like I have very different goals than a lot of the white nationalists have. So they might, that might be their goal. For me, I just do not want to become a minority in this country. I do worry about a racial revenge. I don't like the anti-white hate. Um, I think that for me, being white is more of a visual thing. Like if somebody was going after somebody, I'm still talking. If somebody was going after somebody for being white, they're not going to sit there and um, ask them like, you know, they're 23 and me or how white are you or this or that. They are going to see somebody who is, you know, blonde, blue eyed, and they are going to be not happy if they are anti-white. So that's my my issue. I don't, again, white nationalists have a very different reasoning, might have similar goals, but different, completely different reasoning for it. And again, I don't have any hate for anybody. I really, really, really wish it wasn't like this. I hate that it's like this, but there are so many uncomfortable truths that I have had to like face that I didn't like it, but they are the reality. And it sucks that it's the reality, but it is the reality. And it, it, what really annoys me is the fact that 
you can't talk about this because then you are like lambasted. This is horrible, horrible person just by pointing out uncomfortable truths. Why, why is that okay? I don't think you're calling out the, when you say things like I'm just pointing out uncomfortable truths that comes off as a dog whistle. That's something that like right wingers for a long time will have used as a as a defense yeah. against any criticism is I'm just asking questions. I'm just telling the 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 brutal, honest truth. I'm just telling it how it is. The uncomfortable mm -hmm. truth like it, it just it it just comes off as a little sussy to me. But <laughs> I, I guess <laughs> I'm sorry. My my chat said something funny. Um, Stop looking at your chat. See, I don't have a chat that I'm again uh, be able to look at, so you can't look. They're at just me. spamming emotes and jokes. Okay, they're not backing me up or anything. Well, they never spy, back me up. I got a spy in there that's seeing if you're gonna be they're, stealing notes. They're they're <laughs> spam. They're just spamming the emote of uh, Hank Schrader from Breaking Bad doing the sus face. That's what they're doing right now. Um, I guess. So you believe that there is an overwhelming or at least a growing animosity towards white people in our society. You believe that immigration is going to result in more non-white people coming to this country, learning, I guess, how bad white people are, and then they're going to want to do a race war. I think with how much we are talking and how much we are pushing so much of the anti-white hatred that, yes, that when the time comes, white people are the minority. And with how much, I mean, we are, I get, like, we are trying to right a lot of the wrongs that happened in the past. And, like, it seems like almost, like, white people are going to be having to get punished for the sins of the past. They're getting, like, they really are being punished for the sins of the past. Whereas black people, they might be able to get away with a little bit more. Like, you, um, they're filming something, they might do something legal, but if they do something, they provoke a cop and something happens, then uh, they're able to get out of it because it's all about public opinion and they're pushing a lot of this stuff. And um, I think MLK was somebody who was also talking about that, how they would kind of try to provoke incidents that would happen. Don't you dare. <laughs> would, pro would provoke things to, to show people how bad some of the police were and to get a reaction from the public. It's all about public opinion. And um, with social media, it makes it a lot easier for them to do. But I think for white people, there's no sympathy for any white person for anything. They get no wiggle room for anything. One little screw up and like the mob is coming for them. And um, I don't know. I think that's just uh, it's just kind of little things like that that keep building up and happening um, should worry you. Do you ever plan on having kids? Probably not. I think I'll probably adopt a kid. A black I'm, baby. A, a well, when, I, when I'm at a certain point where I've got, like, the financial means and everything, yeah. I'll probably adopt a kid that already needs a home. I think that, like, there's a lot of kids out there in the foster system who are ending up in really shitty situations. A really close friend of mine was in one of those situations, and she was sexually assaulted by one of her foster parents. And yeah. uh, I just hope that if I have the money for it one day, if I'm going to have kids, I can just provide a good home and upbringing and a financial stable living situation for a child who already needs a place to be, you know? No. I guess that's my goal, but, but, but I, I have a question. I got an answer. When you say white people will be a minority in this country, what do you mean by that? What does the, what does minority mean? Okay. I know that if you were to, they're technically, they'd still not be a minority because you have a lot of different other groups, but I feel like with how much people all have agreements against white people that there is like. It wouldn't matter if, uh, yeah, okay, you have a certain amount of Mexicans or black people or this or that. It's like they all have a grievance against white people. Everybody is like, everybody hates whitey. <laughs> and so I think that that 
is when white people are going to be the minority, when you combine the rest of them. So when we use minority to refer to like black people or Hispanic people or any non-white like mm -hmm. racial group or ethnic sure. group in this country, we are not, the word minority isn't referring to them being, yeah, like, I know. the number being low. No, it's I get, I get about, what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. So you're arguing that white people will become a minority in the same sense that non-white people in this country are not out of number, but in power and, and wealth. Mm, it's and a little whatnot. bit of both. It's a little bit of both, but yeah, like I think that um, it's just not, it's just not going to be good for white people in general. Like, wait, wait, wait. so hmm. you think okay. the average, like your, do you think your life is going to be affected by this? I'm curious. If this do happens. I think my life is going to be affected by this? Yeah. Mine personally, I don't know if mine personally is. Um, I worry about my sons. I worry about um, I worry about yeah, I worry about my son's life. <laughs> well. <laughs> I, I think your son will probably be okay. Why? Um, I I don't I don't think the race war is coming. I'm gonna be honest. If anything, if there's going to be any type of race war or massive violent uh, racially motivated outbreak, it's way more likely gonna be like white right wingers going against like a multiracial protest of black, Hispanic, and white peoples. Way more likely. I Okay, I mean, that, that, so, that seems like it's way close. We just okay. like the capital following the Capitol riot, Christchurch shooting. Mm -hmm. I mean, we can even look at the terrorism rate, the, the politically motivated rates for uh, terror. Uh, mm -hmm. It just across the world and in this country, it's overwhelmingly right wing. Um, virtually I got, I got no... Hold on a second. Sure. I think actually I might bring this up uh, for when she gets back. Um, no it worries. just might be worth referencing. We will keep that. Um, put a put a pin in it. I promise we'll come right back to it, Xander. I've got to let you know, folks, Xander is one of the people who will be at this conference coming up. It is going to be juicy, and that is linked in the description, as that's in Dallas, Texas, January 15th and 16th. We'll jump back into it. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it, it just, it like every bit of data, I mean, I could DM you on Discord if you want to see some of it, but it, it looks like left-wing political violence has been... Right. It didn't really exist much on any serious scale to begin with in this country, but just it's it's gone down. The tiny bit that existed has gone down over the decades, um, while right wing violence has been on an upward trend. Uh, it just doesn't seem like if we look at the current trends, the direction this country is heading in, it seems like those that are advocating for more progressive policy and more equality are the mm -hmm. same that are trying to fight against the concept of racism. I mean, you even listed when you talked about a uh, critical race theory, the main idea behind it is that in reality, the conceptions we have of race are totally bunk. They were invented in order to help support racism. The idea that the people you're claiming are anti-white are pushing is to abolish the idea of race. There's not supposed to be a concept of white and black and Hispanic, oh, et cetera. Are, are, are you, <laughs> do you believe that the, these people are not in favor of racial abolition? Wait, are you saying, wait... Hold on a second. The, the idea purported by most of the types that support critical race theory, actual uh -huh. critical race theory, not when Republicans claim that teaching about Martin Luther King is critical race theory in schools, actual critical race theory, most that purport it are racial abolitionists. They believe the social construct of race is one that only results in more racial animus between us, <laughs> and they want to abolish it. You're saying that white, no, you're not saying white people are doing that. 
plenty of white people support like a le- white lefties okay um but even okay say that you're, you're right about uh white people are going to be the ones that are going to go do all these horrible things and blah blah it's still an argument against um being a multiracial society because it's still an argument that there is a lot of tensions that are going to happen uh shouldn't we want to protect uh all these groups as well from each other in general <laughs> i i think you've been what have I been? I, I genuinely, I don't think you're a Nazi. Um, I imagine my chat. <laughs> okay, hold on. Wait, wait. I, I think my chat's going to get really mad when I say this. Okay. I don't think you're a Nazi. I think you are extremely into the white moderate pill, I think is, is, is what you, is what's happened. Um, I don't, I don't want to gish gallop for too much, but I'd like to read a quote from MLK's letter from uh, Birmingham jail. Cause I think this mm-hmm. quote perfectly applies to what you're saying here. Okay. <clears throat> Let me take a nice drink of water first. Mm. 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 Perfect H2O. All right, this is from Martin Luther King's letter from Birmingham Jail. I must make two honest confessions to you, my Christian and Jewish brothers. First, I must confess that over the past few years, I've become gravely disappointed with the white moderate. I've almost reached the regrettable conclusion that the Negro's greatest stumbling block is his stride in his stride towards freedom is not the white citizen's counselor, the Ku Klux Klaner, but the white moderate, yeah. who is more devoted to order than to justice, who prefers a negative peace, which is the absence of tension, to a positive peace, which is the presence of justice, who constantly says, I agree with you in the goal you seek, but I cannot agree with your methods of direct action, who paternalistically believes he can set the timetable for another man's freedom, who lives by a mythical concept of time, who constantly advises the Negro to wait for a more convenient season. Shallow understanding from people of goodwill is much more frustrating than absolute misunderstanding from people of ill will. Lukewarm acceptance is much more bewildering than outright rejection. That There's more to the quote, and I think as it goes on, it, it applies even more. I'm familiar but I with think, the quote. I, I feel like you've white moderate pilled yourself. Like the, the people who are on the more radically progressive side that are advocating for just a broader dissolution of the entire system that has informed our our current conceptions of race you're claiming those are the people that want to start a race war it's the same kind of narrative from the types that push back against mlk during the civil rights movement it's the same type of white moderate hesitancy can you tell me some benefits of having a multiracial society i i don't think the onus is on me to say there are benefits I think Why? the onus is on you to tell You're me the You're the one who wants it, though. I think it's going to happen regardless. I'm just not against it. I haven't had heard any arguments against it. It's natural. I, I don't, like, no one, like, you're the one making the argument we need to stop it. The onus is on yeah. you. I feel like your... I have made a lot of arguments on why it's bad. <laughs> I I wouldn't agree, but I guess I could list some things. Culture, food, um, stories, uh, getting to meet new people, new friends. I've got plenty of friends that are not white that I'd hate to have never met. Yeah, because um, there's so I many mean, of them here. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I met most of them on the internet, but um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, <laughs> I guess I guess we can go because I, I have like a list of things we went through, and I guess we'll go to the last thing. Um, Nick J Fuentes. I don't want to linger on this too much because we're talking about another person, and okay. I don't like debating about other people. But you said that you uh, don't think he's a Nazi. Sure. Um, I do think he's a Nazi. Okay. Uh, why, why, why do you, why do you say that? I don't think that Nazis are even a thing anymore. Really? Yeah. I mean, he might be like, um, I think he's like, what is, isn't he like a paleocon or, um, well, he's a white supremacist. Um, define white supremacist. 
He believes that black people are inherently inferior to white people. Um, I don't he also know. thinks that the age of consent is a feminist construct. <laughs> okay. That ought to be abolished. <laughs> I mean, I could I, I talk to Mr. Girl about that one, all right? Oh, <laughs> I yeah. Um, I, okay, all right. I mean, do you, do you believe the Holocaust happened and that yes. six million Jews? Okay. Yes. All right. All right. Just checking in. Um, well, I mean, do you got any memes for me? Do I have any memes for you? <laughs> like any questions, any, any talking points, any points uh, you want me see. to? I wrote like, some yeah. things down. Hold on. Let me see if I have gone through some of them. Um, okay. I'm kind of glad we didn't really get into the economic factor because I don't think um, it really actually matters that much for what I'm pushing. I mean, there are economic um, issues that I do have as well. It's not just this. This wasn't like the sole reason I am against immigration. Um, but <laughs> one thing that actually somebody mentioned to me recently was, you know, with the birth rates and stuff, uh, and I didn't even it didn't even click to me because I, I do believe that global warming and climate change, I believe all that stuff. But I do like realize that there have been a lot of those advocates who are pushing to not have kids because of overpopulation. That kind of shit worries me a little bit as well. Like, why are they pushing to not have children when we have such low birth rates? Um I'm actually asking if them. you if you want to look at a place that's having issues with lower birth rates. Mm -hmm. I mean, America is certainly not one of them. We we have a fairly Wait, decent what? replacement rate. Did you say America not doesn't have low birth rates? America does not seem to have a problem well, at we the do. moment. With, Absolutely, we do. Well, right now millennials aren't having kids because of the of the current economy and the and the difficulty for them to build right. wealth and get a place right. but like outside of that it seems like our, our replacement rate just broadly in this country is, is not nearly as bad as it could be yeah, uh, if you want to look at a country a matter of fact this actually supports my point uh japan very mm. very very racist country very very racist <laughs> okay. yeah absolutely yes okay. japan is a very very racist they right. sided with hitler in world war ii it's a very racist country um <laughs> they 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 are not a big fan of black people <laughs> Let's bring them on over. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very xenophobic country. And uh, because of this, they, they take in like no immigration. They've got mm -hmm. very tight immigration. Their birth rates are some are just their birth rates are so low. I think pe more people are con committing suicide. Like, I think their suicide rates are like starting to catch up with the birth rates in Japan right now or something like that. Yeah. Um, very, very very bad shit. That's not the future I want to see for America. Ironically enough, that's an example of a country that's doing exactly what you're advocating for. And they're not exactly having the best time. It, it is a, they're not doing well there. But I'm not familiar with Japan and, and um, I highly recommend looking into it. I will. I will. Absolutely. Um, if you want to send me something too, I'll look at, I'll look at that. No problem. Like I said, I'm open to being unread pilled. Like, I would love to be unread pilled. This has been nothing well, but like, it's not been good for me. I mean, I've gotten a lot of shit because of all these views. I didn't want to have these views. But the, the red pill is just acknowledging issues that exist, blaming it on the wrong groups, and then advocating for the wrong solutions. That's all the I'm red sorry, pill is. Like it, cut out, it cut out that first part. Say that again. The, all the red pill is, mm -hmm. is acknowledging the same issues, blaming mm -hmm. it on the wrong groups, then okay. purporting the wrong possible solutions. That's that's more or less my experience with the red pill. Perhaps. All right. And I and I was like, I was right wing. OK, I was I was I believe some shit. OK, um, that is what the red pill was to me. I, what I made you get these, blue pill then? 
hearing that the arguments uh, these right-wingers were making weren't true. Whenever someone made a lot of arguments that I've heard on the right will point out actual issues in our society. The arguments that convinced me when I was younger were real issues in our society, whether it be the anti-feminist content that pointed out that like men have disproportionately higher suicide rates than women or uh, content that made claims like black people commit more crime than white people for socioeconomically related reasons. Um, but when I heard arguments like this, there was no counter out there for me to find. So when I stumbled across content that uh, was actually able to present data that debunked those currently held positions, I got pulled out of it. And now my job is to research all of these topics so that I can debate people on it and just sort of strengthen my positions from there. Was there one particular issue that like got you into the alt-right and then one particular issue that maybe got you out of it? Um, ironically enough, pretty similar to what you're saying. I did actually feel like white men mostly were under attack in this country. And it just seems like as I've gotten older, it just hasn't been borne out in reality. I'm doing just fine. It seems like white men in this country are doing just fine. And uh, it was just sort of a misguided perspective. If you want to make the argument that people are being oppressed in this country and that white people are facing issues. If anything, it's capitalism causing those problems, not some cabal of people pushing anti-whiteness or I don't know. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know if you guys want to go in to the Q&A. We can. Um... We're good to go. Let's no. jump into it. Want to let you know, folks, both of our guests are linked in the description. So if you want to hear more, you certainly can. And that includes if you're listening via the podcast, as we put our guest links in the description box for the podcast as well. But let's jump right into it. First question, probably certain says Jim Crow and slavery is not CRT. That's true. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, it seems more like a statement more. than a question. <laughs> right. We do read question or, uh, statements as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just not exactly sure what uh, who it's intended <laughs> for. Next up, Keith X says, Brittany, why does being a minority scare you because of how you're treated? You're perpetuating a form of separation. Why not focus on treating minor minorities better? Then you wouldn't have to worry which side you're on. No, I think I think that we should do both. I think we should treat people a lot better as well. But I do think I, it's no secret that minorities, no matter what you are, is they're not treated well. They're going to be treated like second-class citizens. But the difference here is the history. The minorities have a history where they've been like really fucked over, and um, it's not good. So a lot of people are trying to right the wrongs. But when white people become the minority. There's not going to be that same sympathy for white people that there is for other minorities who have suffered. So I think it's going to be more of like, okay, you kind of have this coming. You deserve it. Fuck you. Whereas we are not doing that to minorities now. So I do worry about it. I worry about like paying for sins of the past, whatever those might be. Um, and I think that a lot of people should. And I think that people that are pushing some of this anti-white stuff, especially if they are white, are not realizing that this is going to backfire. They're not going to know if you're the good white person or the bad white person if it's purely a racial issue. If somebody, if they're coming for white people, they're not going to stop and say, hey, are you a lefty white person or are you a fucking Nazi right person? They're going to be going for you for your skin color. Sam versus Bulldog says, I know it's off topic, but I would die for an archaeological evidences for the Book of Mormon debate on this channel. Please make it happen, James. Thanks for that. We'll keep that in mind. Long Nights YouTube and says, amazing how much quote-unquote, certain white people are afraid of the people of this country. Actually learning about the history of this country, it's whitewashed. 
Three. I think I that's for you, Brittany. Okay, wait, say it again. They Sorry. Said, they said, amazing how much certain white people are afraid of the people of this country mm-hmm. while actually learning about the history of this country. It's whitewashed. Certain white people are afraid of the people of this country and it's whitewashed? I think they're saying like there's a contrast where especially they're saying if you read the history of the United States, it's especially surprising to put Mm -hmm. it charitably. They're saying it's surprising that some white people are afraid of themselves getting attacked. Yeah. I don't know why it's surprising though. Well, I think they're trying to imply that the history of the U.S. has, in mm-hmm. actuality, been the reverse. Namely, they're trying to suggest that the history would suggest that it's minorities, if anybody, that should be afraid. Yeah, which well, I'm worried about us becoming a minority. So. <laughs> this one from Mr. Monster says, anti-white hate is an illusion. Oh, I don't think that, actually. I actually disagree with that. I think there is an ironic anti-white hate, but I think it's coming from the black separatist types that claim to be on the left but are literally allying with types like the Proud Boys. I think that at the end of the day, any racial segregationist policy is only going to result in hurting both groups that are uh, affected by it. I I don't think that uh, racial segregation helps society at all. Amazing. This one coming in from Sunflower says, X, a.k.a. Xander, adult liberals have the exact same reaction as the sobbing fourth grader when Trump got elected. Colleges implemented new programs to aid the trauma. I I don't know what that is referring to. I became a right winger when Trump got elected. That the Trump getting elected led to me moving more to the right. So I don't know where that's what that's for. I think they're I think what they're trying to say is I think it went back to when you had mentioned the, the fourth grade girl who was afraid that when Obama became president that there was going to be like persecution and that Obama would be Hitler or something to that effect. They're saying when Trump became president, they're saying that, you know, people were saying this is, you know, Hitler and that this is that there were new programs to aid the trauma at colleges. Well, he got me, I guess, or they got me. That is true, I imagine. Maybe. Probably happened. This one from Elusive Viper says the second largest and largest growing demographic isn't blacks, it's Latinos. Why mm-hmm. all why all of this focus on what will still be the third largest racial group? It's well for me, it's not like technically about like blacks or anything like that. It's just again the anti white stuff that we are pushing on people. There it I mean, like I said earlier, even white people are hating white people. Everybody has a grievance against white against white people. So us just becoming a minority really worries me. So it's not about I know that yeah, like blacks are not in going to be the majority anytime soon like that's kind of obvious but the fact that we would become the minority is more my concern this one coming in from chess 119 says debate title let's see okay oh not reading that rashad abdul salam says xander if you're pro-integration then do you disagree with blacks who want majority black neighborhoods with black schools black banks and stores etc if not, yeah. why can't whites op- openly desire the same? Yeah, no, I don't believe in that. No, I, I don't believe in like black only neighborhoods and black majority schools and all that. No, I'm not in favor of that. And I don't think white people should be in favor of it either. I think that full and integration is the way that we defeat racism. It seems like it's borne out in the data. And um, 
that's what I'm following. Chris Gammon says, Brittany, if you convince everyone to treat racial minorities the way you want to be treated, then as a minority, you would be treated well. Do you disagree? And why? I wish it was like that. I really, really do wish it was like that. It would be it would make everything a lot easier. But again, this is one of those like fantasy worlds where, okay, um, we want something to be a certain way. But I think that the damage is kind of almost already done no matter if we all changed our tune if we all did all this crazy like amazing stuff um i don't think it would matter i think we would still deal with some of this racial revenge that's going to happen and i really do think it's going to happen you got it mr white male says anti-white stats don't go up because they don't get classified as hate crimes i think they're saying they don't go up especially during i think this came in when people uh when they talked about when trump got into office yeah, that's just not true. If you if you throw a rock at someone's head and scream, fuck you, whitey, um, I'm pretty sure that's a hate crime. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe white uh, crimes against white people for their race aren't considered hate crimes in this country. I doubt it, though. This one from Snake Was Right said, America is the greatest country on earth and the most multi-ethnic. Anyone can live together. It's wokesters who can't mix with American culture. Oh, well, they were right in the first half. America is the greatest, uh, most uh, multi-ethnic country ever. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't think the wokesters, uh, that's, a, that's a new one. I Are you think a wokester, the wokes- Xander? Uh, I think this person thinks I am, and they invented the term as far as I can tell. So I guess so, if they invented it. Um, I, I, don't, I don't seem to agree. I, I think I do a pretty good, good job of integrating into society. <laughs> Juicy. This one coming in from Forward Tribe says, what do you think of the Dalai Lama and what about when he says Europe should be for Europeans? Who's that for? I would think it's probably for me. Sander. I don't know enough about the Dalai Lama to to confirm or deny whether or not that's an actual quote, but uh, (laughs) who cares? Juicy. This one coming in from Kwani Upstate says, if she isn't Native American, does she think her ancestors shouldn't have come here? Will she leave the U.S. if her ancestors came here? <laughs> okay, this is fun. Um, so, yeah, I get this whole Native American thing. And, um, yeah, sure, if everybody wants to leave that's not Native American, let's do that. It's called find a different country, and we can go um, find our own white country. We can all find our own black country. We can all find our own uh, Mexican country. We can all do that. Let's go do that. We'll just all have our own countries. Would you go move to the white country if there was, like, an all-white sort of, like, ethno-state started up? I'm not sure that they would take me. (laughs) Kwani Upstate strikes again, says the U.S. is and always has been a melting pot, so more babies who grow up American is a good thing. True. That's why we need to go to war with and annex Canada. We need to take all of the UK. We need America needs to conquer every every single country, the entire world, and everybody needs to become American. Okay, we're going to rename Earth to America. I do actually think um, that the entire world should just speak English. (laughs) I would be totally down for that. So um, it'd be convenient, but uh, (laughs) uh, I think. Actually, ironically enough, a lot of the world right now speaks English and a lot of countries like uh, in Europe, especially, even if they aren't uh, like English speaking countries, um, typically like English is taught as a second class. I think the same is done in like Japan and a lot of uh, countries in Asia and whatnot, um, Mm -hmm. Central Europe. I I think like 
English is like a required language to learn for a lot of those countries. This one coming in from Chris Gammon says, For Brittany, what precise skin tones do you advocate for being barred from entering the country? <laughs> I mean, come on. I, it's not about, like, again, I don't have any hate for anybody. I, like, really, really wish it wasn't like this. I don't like that it's like this. I would be happy in a multicultural, multiracial society if it worked. It just doesn't. So I, it's not like I'm wanting it to be this way. I really don't. <laughs> so I, I I can't I just want to close the borders. That's <laughs> this one coming in from Nugget Man says do they they say not none white debating white replacement. What the I'm confused by that, Nugget Man. You gotta clear up Pivot Cyroy says, not sure if it was asked already. But Brittany, why don't you want to be a minority in your country? Are they treated badly or something? Yeah, of course. Minorities are always treated badly. Well, nobody should want to become a minority. <laughs> Wait, aren't you even you, you brought up the South? I actually sorry, I don't want to derail from the question no, Q&A too much, but I'll make it quick. Um, ironically enough, despite the violence that has happened in the countryside and South uh, uh, South Africa, mm -hmm. despite being a uh, proportionally number wise, a minority group in that country, white people still currently hold the vast majority of wealth and power in so, South Africa. Yes, I don't know about how, how what kind of uh, wealth they hold and stuff. Um, but I do know that they were able to hold on to a lot of power because they were suppressing media. They were doing a lot of stuff where they were not able to kind of get any access. And that was kind of holding it under control. Once it happened, it did not do well for white people. They were taking their land. They were taking their, they were there was a lot of killings going on. There's all kinds of crazy shit that was happening. There was a lot of revenge. And um, I don't want that to happen here. Well, South Africa went from an apartheid state to mm -hmm. not in through like a revolutionary action like yeah. a couple decades ago okay. obviously like there there was violence compared we fought a war over ending slavery and that's more or less the 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 equivalent that was happening over they weren't there slaves though not slaves but there was a highly highly racist society in which black people were considered lesser sure. than than white people it's it, somewhat comparable to a modern day mm. uh civil war you could make the argument the closest comparison i think we have at the moment um i i think the I think the comparison when it comes to white people still being a, a minority there numbers wise and yet still holding power is a good one because you're making the argument that as white people become a minority numbers wise, mm -hmm. that they'll become a minority power and wealth wise. And mm -hmm. it doesn't seem like that's borne out in reality, even when um, black people in a country who have recently been living under an apartheid state and had a violent revolution to to get out of it. Even then, white people in that country still hold the vast majority of wealth and power. I don't know. I won't. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure if, um, if that's true or not. But I do know that it just wasn't a good um, scenario when that happened. And it happened twice, I guess, in history. And it was not good. And I just don't want to see that happening here. Yeah, I just I don't think that modern day black people are going to react in even close to the same way to, as as like in America, I should say, than the, the black people in South Africa that lived in an apartheid state and did a violent revolution. Okay. I, I just doesn't seem like that same thing's going to happen here. I, in America. I think it might be worse here, but OK. This mm -hmm. one coming in from Mr. Monster says, great point. Thank you. I don't know what that was referring to, but Tyrone Ross. <laughs> they say this is Tyrone Ross saying Britney gives a home to hundreds of hate-filled people, but since it's against other races, Britney doesn't care. How disgusting! We'll give you a chance to defend yourself as well as uh, these alleged hate-filled people, Britney. 
Who was who was that from? Tyrone Ross. Tyrone Ross. And repeat it again. He said, Britney gives a home to hundreds of hate-filled people, but since it's against other races, Britney doesn't care how disgusting. I give a home to pretty much anyone that wants it. Um, our, our channel, yeah, it has become very right-wing. Not a lot of places are platforming right-wingers, so they are going to obviously migrate to somewhere where they are being platformed. I, it wasn't my intention to have a far-right channel. It just happened because we were allowing them to speak, and we have a free speech absolutist kind of attitude over on our channel. But it's not like I'm trying to uh, push anybody else out or not have certain voices. I would have black nationalists on as well. I would have anybody that wants to um, have debates on our channel. So it's not it, that's not what I'm trying to do. You got it. This one coming in from LTD9392 says, if you oppose Native Americans being replaced by whites, but you're OK with whites being replaced, you're a hypocrite. You must <clears throat> Be consistent with your outrage and recognize that all population replacement is wrong. I don't agree. I don't agree that any population replacement is wrong as long as there's not active violence and uh, policy meant to displace people from their homes and commit violence on them as being enacted. I don't think that when, when people say like replacement, it always feels like or or white people becoming minority white minority. They talk about it like there's going to be an actual, I mean, Brittany believes this, there's going to be like an actual race war and there's going to be like marching groups of minorities going down the street, knocking on doors, looking for white people, you know? Um, it just it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. This one coming in from Rashad Abdul Salam says, Xander, if pro-integration, shouldn't the government institute 1950s style forced integration via National Guard when any race reaches over 50% somewhere, why not? Why would I want the government to enact a, a, a home military initiative in order to redistribute the population? Why, why would I... Why would I advocate for that? I don't want the, the cops to come to my, or like, I don't want the, the na National Guard or whatever to come to my door and be like, or the Coast Guard or something, and be like, hey, uh, you're a white person and you're in this neighborhood that we've designated to be a black neighborhood, not in favor. You're going to have to move. I, I don't want that to happen. This one coming in so from yeah, Black Sultan says, is Brittany aware of the fact that white people are the minority of the globe or the planet and they still rule the modern world? Um, yeah, we are the minority of the globe. Um, yeah, that freaking freaks me out a little bit, too. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to go into any of that other stuff, though, because I'm still, <laughs> I'm this, just going to say that. I'm aware. This one coming in from Memo Lee says, there is, quote, anti-black and, quote, anti-Hispanics and, quote, anti-Muslims, etc. narrative that's been pushed on a daily basis. Why whites feel so attacked when it happens to them. Sorry, can you repeat that? Was that to me? Yeah, there, I think they're saying, so there is this anti-black and anti-white and anti, or I'm sorry, anti-Hispanic and anti-Muslim narrative that's been mm -hmm. pushed on a daily basis. Then they're saying, why do whites feel so attacked when it happens to them? I'm frankly um. confused. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think uh, anybody should feel attacked when they are being attacked, and <laughs> which is kind of the way it's going to go. This one coming in from Sunflower says, 
Xander, the evergreen college fiasco is a real-world example of Britney's concerns. Do you expect more or less of this type of thing as diversity increases? So evergreen college, reminder folks, that's where uh, Brett Weinstein basically, uh, well, I'll let you tell it, Xander, if you remember it better than I do. I don't remember much about that situation, but I think situations like uh, like that are probably going to decrease as society gets more and more progressive and more and more multicultural. And there's like more non-white people generally. Um, it, it just seems like as like I said before, the data is worn out. Exposure tends to result in less racism, uh, less violence based on race. Um, and uh, I think as as our society gets more multi-ethnic, multi-racial, multicultural, multi whatever, uh, I think that's going to start to slow down and, and we're getting more progressive and anti-racist as, as this happens too so yeah you got it and in particular i think that was the story of the i think it was one the students do i remember right that they wanted white people to take the day off they didn't want them to come to campus and something then, like that yeah but some like white sit out or something i don't know this one coming in from Nugget Man says, I meant maybe you should actually have a white person advocating for white people. Well, half Jewish. He's, he's mad about that. Yeah. Uh, I, You're I don't half know Jewish about or that. Xander one. is. It's to me. It's to me. I think it's to both of us. Uh, yeah. You're uh, both Jewish. Uh, I'm Italian, and I guess to many people it doesn't count. Uh, when it comes to these types of people, what is and isn't white is uh, literally will never be agreed upon. Um, so there's also just there's that as well. Like no, none of these Nazi types agree on who is and who isn't white. That's why it's more like a visual thing to me in general. Like that's why I said earlier, you know, if there's some kind of racial revenge, they're not going to sit there and ask for your 23 and me. They're going to see a blonde hair, blue eyed girl, and um, I'm going to be white to them. And that's what I worry about. So we might have I might have different um, reasonings than the white nationalists might have, but similar goals. This one coming in well, from Andrew. Go ahead, Xander. I don't want to cut you off. Uh, sorry. Well, I'm I'm 22 now in 2022. Or yeah, I'm 22 in 2022. How fitting is that? Uh, nobody in my family's lived past 60 in several generations. So hopefully, when the when the anti-white hate mobs come rolling down the street, I'll uh, probably have kicked the bucket from vaping by then. No, it'll be here before that. <laughs> Coming in from do appreciate it, Andrew Kroll says I have a novel idea: treating people like people, and pivot. Cyroy says. Follow up to my last question. If minorities are treated badly, why not treat them better so there is no reason for hate and retaliation? So I, say, I think they're saying, Brittany, why not treat minorities better now? And that way, when minorities do become the numerical majority, then mm -hmm. there won't be this uh, alleged incoming vengeance. They say, treat, treat the source, not the symptoms, mm -hmm. right? No, I agree. I agree. We should do both. Um, we should be treating minorities a lot better, and I'm all for that. I don't think we should be treating anybody bad. I want um, everybody to be treated well, but I still don't think that's going to solve the um, the problem. I think that's still like the damage is done, and it's going to happen regardless of how we treat anybody at this point. You got it. So if it's going to happen, if you think that the so do you believe that this race war is happening no matter what? I think that there will be a racial revenge at some point. I do. Okay, so you think it's certain? Um, yeah. Okay. 
This one coming in from, do appreciate your question. Nation of No One says, no question, just wanted to support. Thanks for your support, Nation of No One. And Marv the Martian says, racial segregation only breeds more racism, creating an us versus them mentality, resulting in power and wealth segregation. Is this Britney's utopia? I'm sorry, you're going to have to say that one more time. (laughs) No problem. They say, Racial segregation only breeds more racism, creating an us versus them mentality and resulting in power and wealth segregation as well. Is this Britney's utopia? Not sure how it would create more problems if we were segregated. Not sure how what they I don't think that would create more problems. I mean, I could see, like, even before I was, like, red-pilled, I was kind of more for a segregation in a way, like, if it was more, like, left versus right, like, you know, have the lefties in one place and the righties in one place, and uh, maybe do, like, a European Union kind of thing where each state is its own country, and um, maybe the federal government's just for, like, military, but... um, As I've been getting a little bit more red-pilled, I don't even know if that would work completely, so... You got it. And this one coming in from Research Er says South Africa did not have a violent revolution, Xander Hall. Please learn about history before saying blatantly false things about it. Sure, there wasn't like a traditional revolution, but there was a pretty violent push for the liberation of black people in that country. I know a good amount about apartheid in South Africa. This one coming in from Anarchy Last Name says Brittany. You have never been a leftist. At the beginning of this debate, you talked about how you wanted to go straight, to wanted to get straight white men out of power, which means you have always been essentializing based off of race. Um, no, I think that's a lot of pretty big left-wing position actually and i think that was a lot of propaganda that was pushed and that was the white guilt that happened so i don't think that's true at all i definitely definitely was a lefty um and a lot of people that know me throughout this whole thing would be able to tell you that i was definitely lefty if you go through all my old stuff you would see i was definitely far well, I mean, maybe Twitch Spear wasn't, but I did. I voted for Bernie in 16. Um, I voted for Buttigieg in, um, yeah, in the primary in 20. But, uh, yeah, I was definitely lefty. Um, when I started to talk about some of these views I was having, I wasn't – I was kind of just, like, expressing them because they were freaking me out a little bit. And I was hoping maybe somebody can kind of talk me off the ledge. And instead, I got attacked. I was like ostracized. I was people started freaking out on me, and all that did was kind of push me further into the arms of right wingers. Sorry. I think I, I think that um, and I don't want to take any like low blows or anything here towards your community, but I think there's a tendency among um, and and I think that there there are people who've done this well, and there are people who've done it poorly. Um, when it comes to a platform, it's all about plat, you know, giving somebody a voice, allowing people to debate their ideas, very free speech absolutist. And um, when you are tolerant to those that are intolerant, this is the paradox tolerance, um, you're going to re- result in having a community that's in a very particular lean, right? When you allow like uh, neo-Nazis and whatnot to be in your community, alt-writers, white nationalists, et cetera, to be in your community, functionally, you're only going to end up having a community of those people for the most part, because most left-leaning people or people who are part of the groups that Nazis aren't a big fan of uh, aren't going to find it pleasurable to spend any time in your community. And I think that's probably has something to do with why you have such a right-wing bend now on uh, in terms of viewership on the channel. 
Yeah, I mean, do you? But do they think that like if you push people? I mean, this has been a thing that's happened with us in general. Is you know they have tried to get us to do what they want. They want to push right wingers off of everything that they can, and we didn't listen. So then they went towards trying to go over us and trying to get us shut down. We got we went through like five or six discords. Um, we went through a lot of a lot of shit. They've been trying to get our. Um, we don't even like stream to Twitch anymore because we know that like we're just gonna get banned and it's not even worth it because then we won't be able to have people who are on Twitch to come on our channel. But um, do left wingers think that if these right wingers are just like not around here, that they just somehow their views just go away? They just don't exist? No, they're going to still be there. And if anything, they're going to go into the deeper, darker areas of the web and they're going to um, maybe even get radicalized further. Like I'd rather a space if people are willing to get out of their echo chamber and not a lot of people are to um, take advantage of that and let people have these discussions, especially on social media is the best place you freaking can have these discussions rather where um in the streets okay you got it and checking for last questions i think that's it do want to say folks it has been a true treat lots of fun tonight our guests are linked in the description so if you want to hear more from them you can one last thank you Brittany and xander it's been a true pleasure yeah, thank you so You much should chat up the Dallas show one more time. Oh, I'm going to. In fact, I got to tell you, folks, stick around. If you're watching live right now, I'm going to be back in just a moment with a post credit scene updating you on some of the juicy upcoming debates that are happening in Dallas on January 15th and 16th, including the one that you can see at the bottom right of your screen. Elijah Schaefer and Destiny collide for the first time in person. It is going to be a juicy one on whether or not religion and government can overlap. So we have many other ones that I'll be talking about, including some with Xander Hall himself. And we will be right back with that in just a moment. So stick around. And thanks one more time, Brittany and Xander Hall, for a great debate. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Amazing. My dear friends, that was a blast to say the least. We hope you were doing well out there. I am so excited to be here. And I've got to tell you, we've got some based and or red-pilled updates about this upcoming conference. You won't even believe it. So I've got to tell you first, we want to give a huge thanks to both Brittany and Xander Hall as that was a blast of a debate. I seriously enjoy this so much. And so I've got to tell you, my dear friends, big updates for this upcoming conference. So as you can see at the bottom right of your screen, Elijah Schaefer versus Destiny, that's going to be our main event for the Political Debates Day. That debate is live to the public, even if you don't throw into the crowdfund, even if you don't buy a ticket for the in-person conference, that one you can watch from home, sitting on a couch in your pajamas while eating your Fruit Loops. Believe me, it is going to be gigantic. You guys, we're absolutely pumped for that. And you can see that at the main page of Modern Day Debate. But I've got to tell you, some stuff. If you are in the Dallas area, you guys, you'd be crazy to not check this out. It is going to be epic. And I'm going to throw in the link for the tickets in case you live in the Dallas area. Or even, frankly, I mean like, hey, Houston, I used to live in Dallas. Or I should, I should say in Texas. And I know that... Even a drive from Houston or San Antonio, Austin, Lubbock, those aren't too far. You guys, even if you're in the state of Texas, I would highly recommend. We are running out of the VIP tickets. They're going to be gone fast. So I've got to tell you, for real, jump on those VIP tickets if you want one of them. I am so surprised at how fast those sold. People really are big on those VIP tickets. So I do want to say, hey, 
jump on those as we're running out. You guys, it's going to be epic. And I've got to tell you, I told you yesterday, but if you haven't heard about this, I reached out to Bob and I said, hey, I would like to, for real, I would like to lower the ticket prices because we want to get, it's, hey, it's a new year and we thought, let's make, we want this to be as big as possible. We want this to be as many people as possible. We want it to be a packed house. And so we are, it's been exciting that we've had a good start to the ticket sales, but we said, listen, we want to get as many people as humanly possible. Let's lower the ticket prices. And that way, just for anybody, we really want to see you there. And it is going to be a blast, you guys. It is not just this huge debate with Elijah Schaefer and Destiny and not only that, but some of them I've already shown because you might be thinking like, what other debates are there? Well, at the bottom right of your screen, you can see another one. Infrared and Destiny will be debating whether or not Biden has done a good job so far. That is going to be a fun one. And there are a lot of other ones we've got on January 15th. Remember that date, January 15th. Do you remember it? I'll do this like with a... I don't do it this like soon, but I always quiz my students like at the start of class. I always do like a quick review asking questions. So it's January 15th and what date? That's right. The day after January 16th, two day conference. And you guys might be wondering, well, what are all the like the actual debates that are going to be there, James? Because I don't even know. I'm kind of wondering is, uh, you know, like you maybe mentioned that it's going to be big, but how big are we talking? Well, let me show you. Take a peek at this, my dear friends. There I am. Don't worry, I'm not a ghost. I'm still alive. But check this out. As you can see on the top row, those are the debates for the religion day. So you can even see on screen if you look closely, it says Saturday, January 15th. David Wood versus Kenny Bomer debating whether or not Muhammad's marriage to Aisha was ethical. Roughly speaking, they're debating whether or not Muhammad was a pedo. It's going to be controversial. This ain't your grandma's debate channel. I've warned you. Now, I've got to tell you, you guys, this is going to be an epic debate. So I've got to tell you, that one you have to throw into the crowdfund to, throw, to watch it live, or you can buy a ticket, which I have just thrown into the live chat, and it's pinned at the top of the chat. But not only that, we put the link for the in-person tickets in the description box of every debate, and we also put it in or I should say we also put the link for the crowdfund. Because maybe you're like, James, I want to watch that one live. Like that sounds like a juicy, controversial debate. It's going to be fiery. It's going to trigger a lot of people. And it will, believe me. We are we are very, very excited. And I got to tell you, you don't want to miss this one live, for real. It is going to be huge. And people really, Kenny was telling me the other day, one of the debaters said, that's going to be a big one. People are going to be going big for that. And so <laughs> I got to tell you, Quick click on that link for the crowdfund. Throw in, if you throw in nine bucks, you get to watch all the debates live. And you might be, you're like, ah, it's like, James, I don't know. What is this crowdfund? How does that exactly work? Is I got to tell you, my dear friends, not only do we have these, well, before I talk about the crowdfund, not only do we have these religion debates, which you can see at the top row of the screen up there. See, there, there they are. And then we have the, this is the one right here that you can see my finger is pointing to. That one right there between Daniel Hikachu and Destiny is going to be on whether or not liberalism requires the domination of Muslim nations. That is going to be a juicy crossover debate. You could say a mix of religion and politics. That's going to be our main event for Saturday night. Believe me, you guys, this is honestly going to be off the charts. We are absolutely pumped for that one. So that's not all. This conference is two days, and it's true. You can get a ticket for just one day. You can do that if you want. 
But if you want to do it for two days, I'd highly encourage you. And the reason is you can see right here, like right where my finger is waving on screen, like that row, and I'm pointing to the thumbnail right now. You can barely see it. Elijah, Schaefer, and Destiny have agreed to debate whether or not religion and government can overlap. That's going to be massive. And then you can see all these other debates. So you, if you look at it on the bottom row, you can see there's one with a panel, T-Jump, Dylan Burns, and Xander Hall. The other one being, and this one and the second one between Infrared and Dylan Burns, this grudge match is going to be an in-person debate only. So if you buy a ticket, you get to watch it live. Otherwise, it's going to be released on the YouTube channel afterward. And then we have another panel, this one in particular on how many genders there are and whether or not the left has progressed or regressed. That's with Xander Hall, a surprise guest, who, by the way, is Hank of the Hank Report, and Amy and Destiny. That's going to be a juicy one. Plus, yet another panel. This is our last panel for the day, and that's going to be with Xander, Dylan Burns, Nuance Bro and Actual Justice Warrior Sean Fitzgerald. That's a power pack panel. That one is going to be gigantic. And not only that, but as you can see just over my, my shoulder right here, that is going to be our main event as mentioned. And so I've got to tell you, some of these, as I mentioned, only one or two of them. So for example, Dylan Burns versus Infrared, that's one. And then T-Jump versus Destiny, which you can see right above my head on whether or not morality is objective. Those two debates are going to be in-person only. So if you buy a ticket, whether it be a standard ticket or a VIP ticket, you get to watch those live and in-person, and it's going to be awesome. And Chris, thanks for your question, says, what time does DebateCon start or end? I am so glad you asked. And we are actually going to start doing debates at 10 a.m. each day. So it is going to be a full day of debates, believe me. I think if I remember right, it was actually, we bumped it to, it's, it's maybe about 1030 because we know that some people are late sleepers, but it is going to be a full day of debates because the last one is at eight o'clock in the evening or so. So you guys, this is going to be just gigantic. I am absolutely pumped for it. We are so thankful that all of these speakers have been so willing to do this as we really do believe that this is going to be monstrous. Just absolutely gigantic. We're pumped about that. And I've got to tell you, though, there will be a bathroom there, Cranky Beast 2259. We are excited about that. By the way, Cranky Beast, I loved. I got to laugh so hard when Brooke... Lay the smack down on you for your little Hooters comment tonight. Nasty guy. Let me put this in the old live chat. I'm using the old nasty emoticon. Nasty, nasty. But I do want to say hello to you, though. Seriously, we do we want to say thanks so much for all of your support. You guys, I am pumped. Let me say hello to you. And let me say thank you for all of your support. You guys have made Modern Day Debate as great as it is. Yesterday, we announced and celebrated hitting 60,000 subscribers, which is thanks to you guys for making this channel epic and making it grow as it has. And I'm serious about that because you might like, you guys help this channel even just by hanging out here. It really does help the channel. As for example, it tells the algorithm who to, you know, to recommend our videos to more people like yourselves. 
But I want to say hello there. Crimson Flare, I see you there in the old live chat, as well as Mark Thompson. Thanks for coming by. He says, can we get Destiny and Infrared to stand back to back? That's funny. Maybe. But Cranky Beast 2259 says, Jeffy, hell yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. But HGGFHH, thanks for coming by. We're glad you're here. And Cranky Beast 2259 says, I'm already pissed. No name, pumped to have you here, as well as Michelle Dessert. Glad you are with us once again. It's been a while. <laughs> and Gleep. <laughs> Gleep Glorp, good to see you, as well as Bubblegum Gun and Rat Finder. Mr. Nice Guy, Winky Face, glad you were with us, as well as Cup Runneth Over and Amazing Soul, we're glad you were with us. And I've got to tell you, Post-Apocalyptic Warlord, we're glad you're here, as well as Crimson Flare and Nation of No One. Jacob Roseland, glad you were here, says, what's in the VIP versus standard package? Well, let me tell you. I'm going to pull that up right now. So I've got Eventbrite. This is the link that I have thrown into the description box, and I'm going to read this for you just to make it as clear as possible. So there are the VIP tickets. If you get the standard, basically standard is where you get to watch all the debates, of course, in person. And that's the show. And that, that's essentially like that's why we're there. But VIP has these added perks. So, for example... You would get a Modern Day Debate, debate Con shirt or coffee mug, as well as access to all meet and greets with interlocutors and moderators, as well as premier seating for all of the debates. And that includes front row seating in particular. That's what we mean by front or by premier seating, as well as access to VIP cash bar and lounge. And if your VIP is purchased by 2029 or later, we may have to ship your t-shirt or mug. And so that's something that if you happen to be ordering uh, VIP, we are pumped to send you that t-shirt. We just got to let you know that it won't be there in person as that's something that we were like, oh, is our first time doing a conference like this? So we are, we're learning together. We're kind of in a way building the airplane as it takes off, but don't worry, this conference is going to be epic. And so we are, it's excited to get into this. Like we love learning how to do this. Like it is seriously fun. And so, but I want to say, Hannah Anderson, thanks so much for your support says i think it's on the tickets website actually good point it's actually I, i've got to get it on there i've got to get the actual times for the debates on there but be truthful glad to see you here it says hit the like button i have and i gotta tell you amazing do hit that like button as we we're at 139 we were so close to 140 it only takes one more will you be the 140th and then cranky beast 2259 says yeah yeah i'm disgusting we know we know. And this <laughs> talking about Hooters. Michelle Desert, thanks for coming by, though. Says, hi, James. Glad to see you, Michelle. And stupid New Year's whore energy says, epic in all caps. And I can't agree more. You guys, it is going to be gigantic. And I've got to tell you, we are pumped. Why? You might be wondering. Well, James, like, why, why are you pumped? Because maybe you're like, James, I'm not in Texas. I can't be there. And I agree. This sounds like it's going to be off the chain as Pat, a.k.a. Squatch Talk, would say. Good to see you, Squatch Talk. I see you there. And you might be thinking, like, you know, James, I would love to go. I, you know, I just, I got to tell you, I, I don't know exactly. I'm kind of new to this. And so I'm kind of wondering, well, what if I happen to not be there in person? Well, here, you can watch this from home. DebateCon is going to be huge, and it's actually something that, hey, if you throw into this crowdfund, which we have linked in the description box, you can watch all of the debates live, and it helps us put these conferences on. This is huge, because for us to put these conferences on seriously, 
it's a simple fact of the matter that it does, and we'll cover the cost, kind of the budget for DebateCon, but it's something that, hey, we want to do these conferences twice a year, for real. We, we want to do that, and we think we can. However, you know, it takes effort, and it takes, frankly, cash to book, for example, the speaker's hotel rooms, their flights and stuff like that. And so you're helping make this event possible. But you might be thinking, James, I, I, I like it. I agree. You know, you know, it's a cool idea, the crowdfunding stuff. You could say, you know, make many hands makes light work. And that's true because everybody can throw in a small amount and that helps us make this event possible. But let me show you, you might be thinking, I don't know, is it easy though? Because let's say you're like, well, James, like I'm, I'm willing to throw into the crowdfund, but I'm also kind of wondering like, is it easy to like sign up? Like, It is. So let me show you. I just threw the link for the crowdfund in the actual live chat, and I'm pinning that to the top of the chat. Now, I've got to tell you, you can create an Indiegogo account, but you don't even have to. You can just do the kind of speed through sign up by just clicking on that crowdfund link, which I have pinned at the top of the chat and which is in the description box. And you can just use your Facebook to sign in. How easy is that? I mean, seriously, for you guys, it's just amazing. Super user-friendly, super easy. And you might be thinking, well, James, I don't know. I mean, okay, cool. It's easy that it's actually pretty convenient to just throw into the crowdfund. But James, tell me more about the budget because I'm kind of confused. Like, how does this cost any money? And James, are you going to go on vacation with the, the funds that come in? No, 100% of the funds that come in through the crowdfund and through ticket sales, both of those are going to be reinvested into DebateCon Part 2. So I've got to tell you, you guys, it is guaranteed the funds are going to be reinvested into DebateCon. By the way, when does DebateCon start? That's right, Saturday, January 15th. So you guys, it is only like... I mean, really, like it's it's coming fast. Like we've got about a week left for the crowdfund, and then it's going to be closed. So throw into the crowdfund now. Like I wouldn't wait, folks. And so you might be wondering, well, what are all the costs? Well, the venue is the big blue chunk on the right here on the pie graph. Then, and because it is true, it's like if you tell a hotel, like, hey, we want to rent this room out, and we're going to have two hundred people or so come in, they'll say, uh, well, uh, you know, we we have to ask you for some money, and so that's something that we have to pay for, as well as the chunk on the bottom in orange is for the speaker's hotel rooms and the chunk on the far left is speaker's flights that's the gray chunk and then you can see this yellow chunk kind of at the top that's per diem basically covering food for the speakers and then that little sliver is the fees that kickstarter builds in so we build those in just to cover that cost as well but i've got to tell you you might be thinking james I, that's cool but i mean like what exactly uh you know, what reason do I have to believe that you, you know, know what you're doing with all this stuff? Because this is like you're a YouTube channel, James, and you're all of a sudden you're doing these things like this. We've already had a successful crowdfund. We have made this deba debate happen in the past. It was a huge success. And that was just almost exactly a year ago in the past when he hosted Mike Jones and Michael Shermer. So seriously, that was amazing. And it is going to be even better this time. But you might be wondering, James, like, ah, beginner's luck. You had a good one last time. But, you know, I don't know if you're going to be able to do it again. We've had two successful crowd funds. We hosted this debate as well. And that was a massive one between Dr. Kenny Rose and Matt Delonte. But I've got to tell you, we are absolutely pumped for this. 
Big stuff is coming at Modern Day Debate, and we encourage you to join us while we are small. We are at 60,000, or what is it, 60,000 and 100 subscribers today, which thank you so much. For you new subscribers, we appreciate you guys. We love you guys. Thanks for your support. You make this channel as great as it is. And seriously, you guys make it fun. I just enjoy doing this. I told Brittany and Xander Hall before we went live, I said, I love doing this. Like, this is a great time, and it puts a spring in my step when I get to do it. Crimson Flair says, when is Daniel Hikachu versus Destiny? Well, it's on the Religion Day. And remember, the Religion Day is the first day, which means that would be Saturday, January 15th of the conference. And then, Amazing Soul says, James, Muslims appreciate your hustle. Came because of Daniel, stayed for the knowledge. Thanks, Amazing Soul. Seriously, that really is encouraging. That means a lot. I, I really do appreciate that. And then, Super New Year's Horror Energy says, hey, say hi to me. Senpai, stoked to have you with us. And let's see, Perfect One says you need to put a modern day debate on your message. Oh, yeah, yeah, you got to tag me. And then <clears throat> Bubblegum Gun says Gutsit Gibbon wants to debate me. Have you gotten her request yet? No, I haven't. Uh, but thanks for letting me know that. I, I kind of, I, I'm kind of skeptical that that's true. <laughs> but nonetheless, let me know if it is. But Hannah Anderson says, we are having an after show in the Modern Day Debate Discord. Come and debate some more. Everyone is welcome. And we do have a Modern Day Debate Discord. Let's Farm, as well as others, have done a fantastic job of building the Modern Day Debate Discord. So I've got to tell you, it's a great community. I, I'm rarely in there just because it's hard for me. Like, I'm a boomer. I still don't know how to use Discord. But I've got to tell you, it is fantastic. And, and people tell me all the time, like, they're like, this is a blast. So we are encouraged that people have found that useful. It is a fantastic job. We are thankful for Let's Farm as well as others. And then Bubble Bobble, thanks for coming by. I see you there. It says, scheduled for January 15th. That's right. That's when the conference is. Thanks for reminding them. And Crimson Flare says, it'll be streamed. Right, guys? That's right. We are going to have not all of the streams, but some of the streams will be live to the public, even if you didn't throw into the crowdfund. Because we want to say, hey, we know that not everybody, sometimes people are like, hey, I, I, like, I just can't right now. We understand, and we want to say thanks for your support of Modern Day Debate. And that's why we do want to have those live to the public. And all of the debates will actually be released to the public. So in other words, like it's not like you only get to see the debates that let's say we have during the conference there are about half of them you'll only get to watch them live if you throw into the crowdfund or you become a patreon supporter and our patreon is linked in the description because maybe you're like i don't like indiegogo it's like well you know okay we've got patreon linked in the description or you can become a channel member i mean what's more convenient than that like really easy if you become a channel member you can watch that stream so i am pumped though i've got to tell you it is going to be huge. It is going to be gigantic. And I've got to do a couple of things right now. Two seconds, I just remembered. Okay, I made the note. Thanks for your patience. Is that if you are really against Indiegogo, you're like, James, I just do not like Indiegogo. It triggers me. That's okay. You can become a channel member and watch those live debates during the conference as well. So there are some, like I said, some debates where they're going to be like, hey, help us out, throw into the crowdfund. And 
those, if you're like, well, I wasn't able to become a channel member, even though it's two bucks to become a channel member, or you can become a Patreon supporter. And if you do that, I think if I remember right, it's two or three bucks a month and you get to watch these live debates, all of them as well. And so I've got to tell you, I mean, it's like a piece of cake for real, you guys. And those are alternative ways if you're like, I just hate Indiegogo. Eh, well, you know, can't please everybody. Amazing Soul says, James, hope you hope for you a bright future and this channel. Thanks for that. Seriously, Amazing Soul. That's encouraging. Cranky Beast says, James, you've been lifting. I, I've never even tried it. I don't even know what it's like. I've heard about this idea of like lifting, but let's see. Kitty E, thanks for coming by, says, I cannot hear you. Is that my phone or you? That's definitely your phone, Kitty. That's because you've been going on those websites I told you not to go on. All right, next up. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know you. But Jared E., thanks for your kind words. Says, peace and love always, James. Thanks for the equal platform. Thank you, for real. That means a lot. And Bubble Bobble says, you can donate $100 to have a Zoom call with James, by the way. Those, I think, might be sold out. But if you throw in 9 bucks, you get to watch all of the debates live, which is amazing. So, you guys, for real, I'm just I'm pumped about this. Iswal Banu says, Salam, only one God. It's all uh, SWT. Let's see. What does SWT mean? I can't remember. It says, love here from South Africa, Johannesburg. Pray five times a day. We're glad you were here with us, Iswal Banu. We hope you were doing well. Thanks for hanging out with us here at Modern Day Debate. And Emigon Femegu said, should get Richard Dawkins versus Kent Hovind. Now, that'd be a juicy one. I agree. We're glad you're here, Emigon. And Bob Pope says, let's see. <clears throat> Bob, we're glad you're here. Stinky cheese, man stoked you are with us says wish i could have seen this live can't wait to listen while i'm working tomorrow i love this channel thanks stinky cheese man seriously that's really encouraging i appreciate you saying that brass man says dude fix your sound you're always barely audible i don't know about that i think i'm doing okay tonight i i can turn it up a little bit for you actually i'm a little bit low i admit that but it's not that low uh you might have to get your ears wax cleaned out so, but I'm, I'm just teasing. Chill out. Cranky Beast 2259. Thanks. Says, wish you were the president. That's funny and frightening. But <clears throat> HGGFHH says, can't say I will donate now, but I will see if I can in the near future. Thanks for that. We appreciate you considering that. Seriously. And yeah, that's the thing too, is like, it's like, folks, if you want, I mean, like you could, you just become a channel member. It's like a piece of cake. So for real, <clears throat> we want to say, you guys have been supportive of the vision. We are absolutely thrilled. We have a vision that we are absolutely pumped about carrying out at Modern Day Debate. And believe me, we are small. Join us while we are small because as we carry out this vision, we are confident that we are grow going to grow quickly and bigly. You guys, we are absolutely determined to carry out this vision of providing a level platform so that everybody can make their case on a level playing field while they discuss the big questions of life and while we get people from different walks of life talking. So we want to say thanks for your support of that vision. And no matter what, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that's something that we know that we all, doesn't matter, black, white, gay, straight, politically left, politically right, everybody says, hey, at least let it be a, a level playing field for the debates. That's fair and that's what we want in the battleground of ideas. And so we are absolutely committed to that idea. And I gotta tell you folks, that's something we are all committed to. No matter what walk of life we are from, that's something that we all hold dear and agree on. So I do wanna say, you guys make it fun for me. 
Got Your Six says, where's James Hake? James Hake is going to be at the conference. He is our guest. You could say surprise guest for the conference. So we are absolutely pumped about that, you guys. And I've got to tell you, though, we've got big stuff in store. We are optimistic and excited about the future. And thank you guys for your support. We were at... 145 likes, only five more likes, and we'll be at 150. I know we can get there. Smash that like button as we are so close, only five away from the big 150. Now, I've got to tell you guys, what day is it? Wednesday? I've got two meetings tomorrow, so I actually got to go pretty soon. One of them is in the morning. But I've got to tell you this. Thank you, HGGFHH. says, I will watch and support this channel for sure. We appreciate that. Seriously. It means more than you know. And we are absolutely excited. Muhammad Hamden says, good idea, freedom of expression. We are glad you agree with us, Muhammad. And we are absolutely determined to carry that out. We just made 150 likes. Thank you guys so much for helping us hit that goal. 152. Amazing. Thank you guys so much for your support. Seriously. Cranky Beast says, I liked it. Thank you for hitting that like button. We really do appreciate that, Cranky Beast. And you guys, it's hard for me to stop myself. Just, it's hard for me to not be as pumped because I am just excited. But like, tell me, how are you guys doing? Let me grab a sip of water. I want to hear how you're doing. Tell me, how are you guys doing? It's fun to hang out with you. I actually, I really do like like I love moderating, don't get me wrong, but just getting to hang out with you guys is fun and it's something that's just nice to get to do. Be Truthful says we need to make the loved button. Thanks for your support. We appreciate that love. Right back at you. Now, I am watching the live chat. Cranky Beast 2259 says she liked it. Thank you for that. And let's see here. The old Twitch chat, my dear friends, I'm behind. First time viewer in the old Twitch says, the, this is the Legend 5577. Thank you so much. We are pumped that you were with us. The Legend 5577 says, I wish I would have known you were live sooner. Amazing. Don't worry. Better late than never. And we are glad that you were with us. Now, let's see here. Ozzy and good to see you there in the old live chat and Twitch, as well as Doomguy77. Thanks for coming by. You can actually, if you tag me, Doomguy77, you can actually ask a question that way. Although sometimes I'm a little bit slow at checking the Twitch chat. I admit that. I'm, I'm working on it. I'm a work in progress. Last underscore username. Thanks for coming by. We are pumped you are with us. I see you there in the old Twitch chat as well. And Michael Mistaken, thanks for coming by. I see you there in the old Twitch chat as well as Superpower Broadcasting. Pumped to see you. Thanks for dropping by. We are pumped that you were here. But I've got to tell you, my dear friends, we are absolutely excited. We are excited about the future and about everything that is coming up. I've got to tell you, we want to say thank you. We want to say we've got big things in store for 2022. We're going to be trying some new, bold stuff as we're taking some risks. We're doing some cool new stuff. And we want to say thank you guys so much. We do appreciate all of your love and support. Thanks for your kind words, Brooke. Chavis says, take care of yourself, James. Amazing. I promise I will. I'm going to get to sleep soon. And thanks, Cranky Beast, for your support as well. You guys, we are excited, and I promise I will take care of myself. I actually have got to work out again. Did I, I didn't tell you guys. I didn't know it, 
But last week I streamed a couple times. I had the Rona. I got a positive test result today because like the basically the week or so between Christmas and New Year's, I had the Rona at that time and I was I was hosting debates. I thought it was just a cold. So <clears throat> don't worry. <clears throat> In the streaming of those debates, nobody was infected with Corona. I was alone. But I actually didn't know it until I got the test result today. I, I thought it might be the Rona. I, I, it was like a few days ago, I lost my taste. And they, you know, obviously that made me think, I was like, oh, I was like maybe there was Corona. But <clears throat> I am pumped. I took a week off from exercising and I got to exercise the last couple of days, last three days. I've been back in the old gym and it has been amazing. Cause I, I really do. It's just a great way to take care of stress. I love uh, working out. Surgeon General, thanks for your super chat support. Seriously, appreciate that. <coughs> <clears throat> I still have a cough, but I'm okay. <clears throat> says miss the new year patreon meeting sorry happy new year and here's the debate con thank you for that support seriously surgeon general that means more than you know we really do appreciate that and i promise i have been resting and hydrating so i'm gonna be okay i promise i'm gonna get plenty of rest tonight and uh emigon says we need more debates in the real world and not just online i agree we do agree with that absolutely so we are seriously pumped to have this conference as this is going to have six live debates in total during the conference that's just for the general public if you throw into the patreon or the crowdfund it's going to be a total of not six but 10 live debates and if you are there in person you will be able to watch 10 live debates and then you've got those two special in-person debates that like you can only see if you buy a ticket for the in-person event and so, what we want to say, thank you guys, seriously. We appreciate all of your support. We love you guys. I could be, question mark. Thanks for coming by. Says, you think Bigfoot is an illegal immigrant? LOL. Very politically incorrect. <laughs> Next up, Brooke Chavez says, I missed the last three Patreon meetings, James. I hopefully won't miss the next one. No worries. I know you guys are busy. And so, I know that the, the Patreon, I, I love those meetings. It's fun to get to like, talk about like the channel and stuff and like the upcoming stuff that we're planning so we appreciate you guys coming to those seriously it is always fun it is a total blast cranky beast talking smacks says i would like to uh, what is it i would like to fist fight you i uh i hate to break this to you but i would totally totally dominate you and the reason is <clears throat> i mean this would have to be like mixed you know it's just kind of any type of fighting style but yeah, it dominate you. It'd be pretty bad. It'd be very, very gruesome. But Traffic Beanie says, I've been watching your channel for years and I love what you do. Keep at it. Thanks, Traffic Beanie. Thanks. Seriously, that means so much. I totally appreciate that. That really does encourage me. And then Brainstormer X says, what's your favorite debate you've ever hosted? You know what? It really was one of the more fun ones. Is, uh, and it also, it's our biggest one is uh, Inspiring Philosophy versus Matt Dillahunty in person. That was, I think, our first ever in-person debate. And that one was ginormous. So that was actually like absolutely pumped uh, or I was pumped for that. That was a blast. <clears throat> but thanks guys. I'm going to run. Want to say thanks. I don't have this. I'll ref the fight. Let me just be sure I got my reminders in here. Let's see. Uh, there's two other things I was going to do tonight during the stream. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there are those three different types of streams. There are some that are live for the public. There are some that are live for everybody who puts into the crowdfund. 
So they would get to watch both the public ones and the crowdfund ones. And then there are just a couple, there are only two, that basically they will only be live for those who are in person. So they're not going to be streamed at all. And they will be released on the channel eventually, but that's we're trying to get people to buy in-person tickets, and that's an extra incentive for buying them. It's just two, but nonetheless. And then, uh, let's see, did I do that? Test a few. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yes, we are running out of VIP tickets, though. So I want to say thanks, everybody, for your support. I seriously, I love you guys. You guys, honestly, you guys are so fun. I, I seriously appreciate you guys. I hope you have a great rest of your night. And I will see you tomorrow. You guys, did you not know that RN Raw is coming back tomorrow? So we're pumped about that one. That's going to be huge. RN Raw versus Randall Rouser on biblical violence. So that is going to be controversial to say the least. You guys, if you haven't seen that, head over there and give that a juicy like because that stream, I'm pumped about that stream. Is We, we haven't really promoted it because we've been promoting the uh, conference like crazy. But RN Raw versus randall doctor i should say randall rouser tomorrow so yeah you guys want to show that is going to be a show tomorrow night seriously had i put that link in the old live chat and <clears throat> that way hey show some love to that stream go ahead and give it a like already if you want to help support that as well you guys, that's going to be a juicy one. And so I want to say thanks, everybody. We are pumped to see you next time. Let me just... <coughs> I think I have to update something. Two seconds. 89. We did. We actually had someone throw into the crowdfund, so we just jumped up. Let me just update this because I feel like it's it's kind of fun to like see it on screen. Is it just me? But I always like showing it on screen when we have an increase in the crowdfund meter. So let me show you that updated amount. So that, as you can see on screen right now, has jumped up. So thank you for your support of the crowdfund. Only eight days left, you guys. It is coming fast. And that meter on the far right of the screen has been going up. And we want to say thank you for that support as we are excited that usually during the last week is when we have the most support pour in. And so we really do appreciate you guys. Thanks for all of your support as we continue to pursue the vision of providing a level playing field so that everybody can make their case on a neutral platform as they discuss the big questions of life and as we try to get people from different walks of life talking. So thanks everybody. And we are excited about that vision. We love you guys. Thanks for making this fun. And we are determined to get that crowdfund popping getting it growing i don't care if we have to do a car wash in january we are going to make it happen even if it's me tom jump and steven steen doing that car wash in january thanks everybody and we will see you next time have a great rest of your night
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.